Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Harinam Chintamani. This is episode 4 and today's topic is Vaishnava Parad, the offense or blasphemy against devotees. One second. So this is a very important topic um, for our advancement in Krishna consciousness and um, we should avoid the offense to devotees. So in this chapter, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur um, and of course quoting Haridas Thakur and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he explains uh, how to identify a Vaishnava so then we know whom not to blaspheme. See, if we, if we, uh, if we can't even identify a Vaishnava, just talking about Vaishnava Aparad without, without knowing what is a Vaishnava, mm-hmm. we will run into problems. So, we will say our Mangracharan prayers and then we will um, seek the blessings of all the Acharyas and the entire Parampara. And then we will uh, try to explain this subject. <coughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadama Hemdadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurum Vaishnavamscham Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hare Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namunamaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadharam Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> So welcome to this episode of Harinam Chintamani So today is a very important topic Vaishnava Parad and this is the chapter 4 of the book blasphemy of the Vaishnavas and it just as we have explained so before we understand Vaishnava Parad we should understand what is Vaishnava so that is what Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains 
through the agency of um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Haridas Thakur explaining their conversation. He explains to us what is actually a Vaishnava. And then we will know whether we are offending or not. Of course, the consequences of offenses we have studied in other places. But this chapter is primarily on how to even identify a Vaishnava and um, what constitutes an offense and what are the reasons for offenses. Uh, so it's an inter- interesting read. So let's um, let's uh, begin. <coughs> Chapter 4 Blasphemy of Vaishnavas Gadadhar Prana Jaya Janava Jeevan Jaya Sitanath Srivasadi Bhaktagan Sri Chaitanya said, O Haridas, now describe in detail the offences to the holy name. Haridas answered, By your power I will say what you make me say. <clears throat> so if you remember our previous three sessions, uh, we have studied the opulences of Krishna and how the name in the first chapter, the name, holy name is equal to Krishna. And then uh, we have studied the stages of chanting. Pure chanting, Nama Bhas chanting, and then Nama Paraj chanting, an overview of that. And then the third chapter is about Nama Bhas itself um, and uh, the different stages of Nama Bhas, especially the two stages. Um, the, uh, what is that? Ashraddha, Ashraddha Nama Bhas, or um, how to say, indirect Nama Bhas, and then there is Shraddha Nama Bhas. So we have studied all that and uh, I think after this study of the Harinam Chintamani I should probably, we should have some charts explaining each chapter. I mean the whole Harinam Chintamani in, in kind of an infographic um, format so that it's easier to revisit the entire subject matter at a glance. So I think we have to do that. That's a uh, because there's very nice, very specific instructions on everything. So that can be actually summarized in this pictographic form. That will be nice. So <clears throat> so in this fourth chapter now, um, from the fourth chapter in fact, all the ten offenses, because Nama Bhas was already discussed, now it's about Nama Prad, and each of those Nama Prad um, are mentioned. And each chapter is actually one chapter is dedicated to one aparad. So today's chapter is about the Vaishnava aparad, which is the first offense, Sadhu Ninda. So Sri Chaitanya said, O Haridas, now describe in detail the offenses to the holy name. Haridas answered, By your power I will say what you make me say. So that is always the mood of Vaishnava. He will always speak um, on the authority of Krishna and uh, he doesn't go beyond the etiquette of in in this case it's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself but even in other case um, in the presence of a senior Vaishnava uh, one has to not be very enthusiastic to speak so I don't know if you have read if any of you have read about the uh, life story of Rasikananda Prabhu he is the disciple of Shamananda Pandit Shamananda Pandit himself um, was a disciple, Shiksha disciple of Jiva Goswami. And uh, Rasikananda Prabhu was extremely scholarly, uh, but in the presence of his spiritual master, he was like a shy, a complete um, 
very very he, he appeared to be very very shy in fact he was not at all um enthusiastic to speak before his spiritual master so we have one article about the ra- life story of rasikananda very inspiring in fact i have done a short tiktok on one of the incidences of rasikananda which has nothing to do with his humility in front of his spiritual master but it's a small how strict he was so <clears throat> so by your power i will say what you make me say haridas thakur is saying so then he continues offenses to the holy name are analyzed as 10 according to scripture so you know which scripture right padma puran we have um gone through the gone through the four verses that explain the 10 offenses this is in the brahma khanda i think in the padma puran the exact uh, references we have given while we were discussing eighth chapter i mean chaitanya charitamrita adilila chapter 8 text 24 purport the entire aparadhas are mentioned there so offenses to the holy name are analyzed as 10 according to scripture one should be fearful of committing these offenses they are as follows so the so the vaishnavas also have fear abhay charan aravinda the the lord's lotus feet are called abhay charan aravinda the fearless lotus feet but that is fearlessness against uh, maya but to be fearless against maya one must be fearful of committing offenses to krishna when we say offenses to krishna includes everything that belongs to krishna also in fact if you see in the chaitanya charitamrita chaitanya mahaprabhu explains to sanatan goswami about the principles of devotional service that he needs to that he needed to delineate in his books So while instructing Sanatana Goswami, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says Tadiya Sevana. Tadiya Sevana means um, things related to Lord Krishna. Uh, that is very very important uh, aspect of devotional service. And Tadiya Sevana means anything related to Krishna and that includes Vaishnava, Bhagavatam, Tulasi and uh, let me, let, let's go there actually. <coughs> तदीयानाम समर्चनम तदीय तुलसी वैष्णव मथुरा मथुरा एंड भागवत सो दिस इंक्लूड्स एवरीथिंग रिलेटेड टू कृष्ण बिकॉज आराध्यो भगवान व्रजेश तनयस्तम वृंदावनम सो चैतन्य महाप्रभु फिलॉसफी इज दैट कृष्ण शुड बी वर्शिप्ड एंड हिज abode also should be worshiped <coughs> as good as him and when we say abode he is not saying staying in a studio apartment you know um and only him no abode means full of paraphernalia that for his enjoyment and that is his spiritual world huh he is not just staying room uh, staying in a one room apartment that's not his abode his abode is the entire spiritual world and especially goloka vrindavan which is and uh, millions and trillions of living beings there and all the things the articles that are used for his service everything abode means it includes everything all paraphernalia devotees and everything so but still tulsi and vaishnava and bhagavat are also mentioned here 
So Tadiya means Tulsi leaves the devotees of Krishna, Vaishnavas, uh, the birthplace of Krishna, Mathura, and in fact any place that is related to Krishna, and Bhagavat, Srimad Bhagavatam. E Charirat Seva Hoy Krishnar Abhimata. Krishna is very eager to see his devotees serve Tulsi, Vaishnavas, Mathura, and Bhagavatam. So this is very important. Madhbhakta Puja Bhyadhika. Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnura Aradhanam Param. Tasmat Parataram Devi Tadiyanam Samarchanam. So the um, worship of things and devotees, any, anything related to Krishna is even higher than serving Krishna. So that is the whole point in this. <coughs> so one should be fearful of committing these offenses. Okay, in regards to this, there is this uh, statement in Bhagavad Gita. We should know what ought to be feared and what ought not to be feared. 1830, we have this verse which says, You see this? O son of Pritha, that understanding by which one knows what ought to be done and what ought not to be done. What is to be feared and what is not to be feared. <coughs> what is binding and what is liberating is in the mode of goodness. See that? So there is something which is to be feared and something which is not to be feared. Not that, oh, we are fear, uh, devotees, we should be fearless of everything, fearless of Vaishnava Aparada also. Fear of uh, Seva Aparada, fear of Nama Aparada. No, 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 we have to be very careful against it. Only a rascal would be fearless of these things. <coughs> so, uh, Prahlad Maharaj also says to Narasimhadev Bhagavan, he says, um, I fear not your uh, ferocious form, but I fear Maya. Maya I fear a lot, <laughs> because um, by her influence I can completely forget you, and that's what I fear. So what is my remedy? What is What is he asked as a re- remedy to that, or a prevention to that? Association with devotees, <coughs> life after life. That's what he asks for, Prahlad Maharaj. So, let's go back. So, one should be fearful of committing these offences. The offences to the holy name are analysed as ten. <coughs> they are as follows. One, to blaspheme or criticise the Vaishnavas. Two, to consider that other living entities such as demigods are independent of Krishna. Three, to disobey or disrespect the Guru. Four, to disrespect spiritual, uh, sorry, scriptural authority. Five, to interpret the meaning of the name and to think that the glories of the name are imaginary. Six, to commit sinful activity on the strength of the holy name. Seven, to give the name to the unfaithful who are not ready to accept. Eight, to consider the holy name as karma or pious activity 9 to be inattentive while chanting the holy name 10 after having taken correct knowledge being aware of the glories of the holy name to remain attached to the material world of i and mine and ultimately reject the name so of course the the order is slightly appears slightly different but actually it's not because fifth and sixth offenses are merged together to interpret the meaning and to think that the glories of the name are imaginary. 
because usually the inattentiveness is counted as an additional offense again uh, apart from the 10 but here um, they are they are included it's included in the 10 as you can see in ninth offense to be inattentive while chanting the holy name <coughs> So these shall be described one after another. The, of, the first offense known as Sadhuninda, criticism of Vaishnavas, is very harmful for those wanting to progress in spiritual life. Criticism of Vaishnavas. First, let us define what Sadhu or Vaishnava is. In the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna enumerates to Uddhava the characteristics of a sadhu. Now, there are two, so many words here. Dayalu, Sahishnu, Sama, Drohashunya Vrata, Satyasara, Vishuddhatma, Parihita Rata, Parihita Rata, Kame, Akshubhita, Buddhi, Danta, Akinchana, Mridu, Shuchi, Parimita Bhoji, Shantaman, Aniha, Dhriman, Sthira, Apramatta, Sugambhira, Vijita Shadguna. Amani, Manada, Daksha, Avangchaka, Gyani. So, I looked for these words in the 11th canto actually. Um, this was a few weeks before when I was reading this part. So, I was thinking, <coughs> where are these words? So, I could never find. So, then, um, fortunately, there was a book, Harinam Chintamani, in book format. I think I mentioned this before. Uh, Sundagopal Prabhu was gifted by some devotee that book Harinam Chintamani so it was in his cupboard um, so I, I found that and I took and looked for this verse what is the exact verse that was mentioning this so when I saw that then I saw that it was actually the whole book is in Bengali language and this verse also was in Bengali all these words are you know Bengali of course they are very um, very very similar to Sanskrit words but these particular words are never to be found in the 11th canto so what I understood was Bhaktivinoda Thakur is explaining that these things are mentioned in the 11th canto but um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur summarized all the um, uh, the characteristics of a devotee so these are described in in series of verses maybe for example Parihitaratha um, engaged in the welfare of mankind so there, there are a few verses mentioning how a devotee is actually, you know, doing the welfare for mankind. Like in the 11th canto, 26th chapter, how the devotees are the only refuge for persons who are repeatedly falling in this birth and death cycle. So in that way, I mean, you can find these verses uh, spread across all throughout the 11th canto of Uddhava Gita, where Krishna spoke to Uddhava. Um, so basically this was summarized. So these are all, uh, in, it's a Bengali verse actually, this was when I saw it in the book. So anyway, the, um, Krishna enumerates to Uddhava the characteristics of a sadhu. Dayalu, first is Dayalu, merciful. Sahishnu, tolerant. Tutikshavaha, karunikaha. Hmm, tolerant and merciful. Haridas Thakur also exhibited such tolerance and mercy. And in fact, um, I have done a recent... YouTube shots, a one-minute video on Haridas Thakur. I think our moderator is also busy today. Um, so I think recently I made a shot of Haridas Thakur, how he is very um, 
టాలరెంట్ అండ్ మర్సిఫుల్ అండ్ ఎవ్రీ వైష్ణవ ఇస్ లైక్ దాట్ రియల్ వైష్ణవ సో మర్సిఫుల్ సహిష్ణు టాలరెంట్ సమ ఈక్వల్ ద్రోహ శూన్య వ్రత పెనన్స్ వితౌట్ ఇంజురీ టు ద బాడీ నాకే విసి సమ ఈక్వల్ సో మచ్ డిస్పారిటీ ఇస్ గోయింగ్ ఆన్ ఇన్ ద వరల్డ్ టుడే ఓ వెరీ వెల్కమ్ సో మచ్ డిస్పారిటీ ఇస్ గోయింగ్ ఆన్ ఇన్ ద వరల్డ్ టుడే ఓ లెఫ్టిస్ట్స్ రైటిస్ట్స్ you know right wing left wing or um blacks whites colors you know gen- what is that gender gender inequality so many on levels of many many levels of inequality or um, financial inequality <coughs> financial inequality for because it's like um the rich and the poor or the communists and the capitalists um on all levels there are so much disparity now and that is because people are not vaishnavas hmm. but sama when one becomes a vaishnava automatically see equal droha shunya vrata penance without injury to the body important satya sara truthfulness vishuddha atma purified uh, purified soul parihita rata engaged in the welfare of mankind rata means um yeah engaged and uh, uh, how to say like rati rati means to have attraction or uh, he's he's involved he's very into it parahita parahita hita means benefit parahita means others benefit so he's always engaged in the benefit of others paropakar కామే అక్షుభిత బుద్ధి ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ ఫ్రీ ఫ్రమ్ లస్ట్ కరెంట్లీ అవర్ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ ఈజ్ డిక్టేటెడ్ బై లస్ట్ లస్టీ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ లస్టీ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ మీన్స్ వీ యూజ్ అవర్ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ టు ఫుల్ఫిల్ అవర్ లస్టీ డిజైర్స్ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ ఫ్రీ ఫ్రమ్ లస్ట్ మీన్స్ ఇన్ దాట్ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ విల్ కీప్ అస్ అవే ఫ్రమ్ ద లస్టీ డిజైర్స్ దాట్ ఇంటెలిజెన్స్ విల్ enable us to see that oh, this is lusty desire don't go for it whereas if you are dictated by lusty desire of the mind then the intelligence will find ways and means how to fulfill those lusty desires uses it in, uses the intelligence we use our intelligence to do that so that higher intelligence to dictate um, what is right and what is wrong that will only be possible if we um, <coughs> take uh, take knowledge from krishna is explained in the third chapter indriyani paranyahur indriyebhya param manah manasastu parabuddhir yobuddhe paratastu saha evam buddheha param buddhva samstabhyatmanam atmanam jahishatrum mahabaho kamarupam durasadam so in the last two verses of the third chapter it is said that the intelligence should be strengthened hmm. and uh, made to understand that it's higher than the mind and the mind is higher than the senses so in this way there has to be direction from top down not from bottom up now our senses are pulling us then our mind is seeing what the senses are showing the mind and then the mind is yes yes okay i i will so it's like the senses are like the agent for the mind you know <coughs> it's like you know <coughs> this is a dirty business but 
this example is quite apt in this uh, in this connection you know we are engaging in the prostitution of the mind prostitution is when a woman uh, she doesn't stay with one man she jumps from one man to another every single day so that's a prostitute so our mind is engaged in prostitution right now so instead of serving krishna and be ch- being chased to krishna we are chasing one thing after another after another after another um it's like um the woman is i mean the woman there is prostitution but the man also he goes from one woman to another to another to another every day a different prostitute and then um a rich man he would employ someone to give him the supply of new new girls every day and in the in that um in that kind of industry there such a person such an agent is called a pimp a pimp is a person who uh arranges um prostitutes for the customer so he's an agent so the senses they are acting as agents for the mind uh, here is an, one interesting thing and here is another interesting thing here is another interesting thing offering so many materialistic things objects um for the mind to enjoy and the mind is agreeing and sometimes if those things are a little bit difficult to obtain or you know how to navigate how to obtain these things so mind makes plans and then consults intelligence and intelligence will you, you know intelligence will do it in a proper way that the demands can be fulfilled so the whole order is coming from the bottom up the senses are showing something and the mind is following the senses the intelligence is following the mind in this way we are directed from bottom up but if the intelligence is um strengthened by spiritual knowledge coming from krishna now the soul is higher than the intelligence but higher than the soul is the super soul and the knowledge derived from the super soul should guide the soul become strong and then the soul should dictate to the intelligence and the intelligence then dicta- dictates the mind the mind then dictates the senses that's what the kurmongani va sarvashah like the tortoise in the second chapter 58th verse of bhagavad gita yada samharate chayam kurmongani va sarvashah indriyani indriyarthebhyas tasya pragnya pratishthita so that means the tortoise he can withdraw his limbs or his or he can manifest them whenever he wants according to the need so similarly we should be able to control the senses that is called goswami that is our real state we should be in a position to do that but being weak we can't do that we are dictated by the senses so kama akshu akshu sir kame akshubhita buddhi intelligence free from lust so you see how every every word that is here is very very deep actually we can go very very in depth into every single one of these qualities of a devotee like merciful i mean there are so many examples haridas thakur jesus christ um rishabdev prahlad maharaj everybody in fact devotee always have to face these onslaughts from the de- demoniac side demoniac living entities so he has to be tolerant and at the same time for those who are um um <coughs> qualified to take or those who are even though they may not be qualified if they are if they have a little bit of um interest in this he will try to help 
and even if they do not have interest he will still try to help he will try, still try to figure out ways and means how to help even those who are harming him that is merciful tolerant sama equal <coughs> like prabhupad you know um the second class devotee has to distinguish right who is a devotee who is not a devotee who is envious who is merc- uh, who is innocent who is the lord and who is not so accordingly he has to um develop his relationships with each of these categories of living entities um so a preacher has to do that second class devotee first class devotee he doesn't see any difference between the devotee and non devotee he sees everybody equal so at one point prabhupad was asked by his friend dr patel um mr patel i think i don't think it's a dr patel maybe so anyway that patel he comes in many of those conversations in prabhupad's conversations so he is always a little bit playful so he asked prabhupad oh that means you are not in the first class platform you are preaching all over the world so he was in a joking manner he was putting to prabhupad that oh you are in a second class platform you are not a first class devotee you are not seeing everybody equal so you are saying that this is an innocent this is um, um you know envious or whatever the prabhupad prabhupad paused for a while and said my equality is that i preach without any distinction whether it's black white colored man woman anybody i just preach uh, we are we are opening centers in africa prabhupad said uh, so of course so all any so that equality so he preached with equality <laughs> not that he preached only to the brahmanas preached to the hindus no everybody he did not see that this is hindu this is muslim this is christianity no he did not see all these distinctions he just preached the word of god so that is sama so you see <clears throat> although that's why we om vishnupada paramahamsa paramahamsa parivrajakacharya paramahamsa is the topmost stage of the first class devotee paramahamsa parivrajakacharya is the preacher traveling preacher so that is in a second class platform but we say paramahamsa parivrajakacharya that means he is actually from the first class platform but for the sake of service to the lord he descended to the second class platform to perform that service empowered by the lord he can descend to the second class platform not that his consciousness is in the second class platform but he acts on that platform to benefit everyone but his consciousness is on the first class platform hmm and if he wants if 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 a if a devotee is um, empowered he can even act like a third class or even dull headed like jada bharat he's first class but his renunciation is so strong empowered by the lord he behave like a not just a third class not even a, a ordinary materialist retarded person so a vaishnava empowered by the lord can do anything Hmm. So then, droha shunya vrata penance without injury to the body. So it's not about injuring the body, and um, injury to the body means not only one's body but others' body also. So if uh, if you see in the seventeenth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, verses five and six. I mean, let's quickly go there before we come back. अशास्त्रिहित घोरम तप्यंते ये तपोजना दंभाहंकार संयुक्ता 
कामरागबलान्विता कर्षयत शरीरस्थम भूतग्राममचेत मरीरस्थम तान्विध्यासुरश्चयान those who undergo severe austerities and penances not recommended in the scriptures performing them out of pride and egoism who are impelled by lust and attachment who are foolish and who torture the material elements of the body as well as the super soul dwelling within are to be known as demons see that torture the material elements of the body and then we have 1719 also this is one's own body and this is mudha grahenatmano yat पीड़या क्रियते तपः परस्योत्साद्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्यार्थमस्
control akinchana devoid of concept of ownership akinchana gocharam so akinchana means who is a impoverished person who doesn't have any possession that is akinchana but <laughs> the pandavas were also known as akinchana yudhishthir maharaj although he was a king he was known as akinchana because he did not impoverished means what he, he doesn't possess anything so yudhishthir maharaj and any devotee he doesn't have the sense of proprietorship over anything nirmama nirahankarah tyaktasarva parigraha ha so he is um, he gives up everything he he gives proprietorship he gives up proprietorship over everything nothing is mine everything is krishna ishavasamidam sarvam yatkincha jagatyam jagat tena tyaktena bhunjitha magradha kasya sadhanam so that is the um, i mean uh, that is how the devotee lives there is a consciousness of a devotee and that's that's factually based on the vedas that everything is the property of the lord and we are only given our quota hmm, for a time period but everything is the lord's property sarvaloka maheshwaram then only we can be peaceful so akinchana is that devoid of concept of ownership mridu gentle mridu gentle delicate you know delicate i mean delicate doesn't mean you know he is very easily um, how to say uh, affected no this is actually in the in the name of in the meaning of gentle gentle is the right word because he is very gentle with others you know shuchi clean clean inside and outside in the mind in the heart in the body everything is very clean parimita bhoji regulated eating and other habits is another thing he is not a sense gratifier he just keeps the body well oiled well maintained so that it can be used in krishna's service he knows that this body is very well the property of krishna and therefore we have to ma- um, take good care of it but only to the extent that it has to be used in krishna's service understanding well that this body belongs to krishna and therefore good care has to be given just like <coughs> any paraphernalia of krishna we have to take good care of it right a worship paraphernalia for example um <coughs> anything so if i say for example related to the temple now this computer uh, or this camera that i am using to film this so this is krishna's property and it has to be you know taken good care of and anything that is in the temple the deities too should be taken care of the deities paraphernalia should be taken care of and what is not deities paraphernalia everything is including including our own bodies and uh, they are also krishna's paraphernalia and they have to be used it is a tool we have it is a apparatus we have a device we have to serve krishna so with the ears that we have we can hear krishna with the tongue that we have we can chant krishna's name and talk about krishna so there is so much use that it this body can be put uh, put to in the service of krishna so it has to be taken good care of that does not mean one should be obsessed with taking care of the body in the in the matter of, in the consciousness of bodily consciousness uh, and get intoxicated by that that is dangerous 
so how to how to how to strike the balance then just enough for the body to um stay alive and beyond that it's not real necessity for the body anything anymore uh, everything else is actually if we have anything extra more than what is necessary for our maintenance of the body that is a um how to say blessing by krishna for uh, using it in, in in his service whether we have extra money if we have more money than what is required to just maintain our body what do we do with that money then uh, use it in krishna's service it's a blessing but it can become a curse if i use it for my sense gratification you see that so the excess if there is any excess uh, it's not to feel guilty about it oh i have excess no use it in krishna's service make more impact in krishna's like preaching for example hmm uh if i have extra time uh use it in krishna service if i have extra money give it to the those who are preaching uh if i have some extra um for example if i have uh, some connection with somebody who is influential so of course i don't need to flatter him to get anything for my subsistence uh, but i can go to him and see how i can engage him so that the service to krishna can be um you know spread at large at at scale for example if there is somebody say politically influential or financially you know in the corporate world or something like that he has uh, some standing or in the entertainment industry whatever it is there are so many industries so if that person if somebody is not that we actively try to pursue these people no in case there is some connection with these people we should not take a single farthing from them for our own personal this thing but we should engage them as much as possible in krishna's service because that will that will be good for him and that will be good for many others also hmm. because just like george harrison for example he was a musician and he got attracted by the hari krishna devotees and then he became a devotee and then because of him he sang these songs about hari krishna and then they became popular all over the world and so many people heard hari krishna so that that's how the hari krishna mantra can be spread huh. so the devotee empowers those who have this materialistic uh, opulences and then makes them into a tool of preaching so it's not that because of the fame of that person he could spread hari krishna mantra so much no because his fame alone was would not have been uh, enough it is only because of the touch of the devotee so still the preachers are important it's not that the the musician is more important than the preacher not at all because unless he is guided by the preacher how will he spread so the devotee devotees must know how to engage others in devotional service hmm for for that one has to be first of all exemplary and then that's how it is it is done so anyway parimita bhoji regulated eating and other habits um just as much as necessary but if there is any excess whether by contacts or whether by own money or strength or time or whatever used in krishna service shantaman peaceful he is very peaceful because he has nothing to 
why we are not peaceful because our sense gratification is disturbed and we have become frustrated or we want some sense gratification that we you know hankering and lamenting hankering and frustration and these are the things that are going on in our mind that is what is keeping us not peaceful so if we have nothing to gain or lose in this world <coughs> then we will be peaceful the moment we have something to gain or we want something in this world the endeavor to get to that is not peaceful hmm. so the devotee he does um endeavor and he does take a lot of he does take up a lot of anxiety but on behalf of krishna the unique feature of such an anxiety is that he is actually the more he engages in such anxiety the more peaceful he is with himself do you know this this is a very attractive feature in devotional service is not understood until we actually engage in such service the anxiety to be uh, to to move a service forward uh, in that anxiety is actually complete peace of the devotee and if he cannot engage in such anxiety he will be anxious this is a unique feature of devotional service that's why even this um uh what is it called vipralambha the service in separation that is more intense than the ecstasy of meeting this is very difficult to understand it's not it's not easy to understand for a for a beginner or a materialist but when we engage in krishna service the more we work hard for krishna the more we become peaceful with ourselves the more we become lazy the more we become somehow or other not engaged in service we will not be peaceful that is a unique feature so shantaman peaceful that means he is taking full anxiety for krishna and he is engaged in all types of risks like prabhupad went to you know <coughs> america for example he suffered two heart attacks on the ship and it was a arduous journey now that is definitely um a lot of struggle but how would he feel if he never embarked on that journey you know how much anxious he was that he was not able to go to america and he was trying everything that he could to go to go to america why not that he wanted to become a big business magnet oh my american dream no he wanted to change the american nightmare <laughs> he went there to change the nightmare that the americans were, uh, were living in what american dream so that's what he was going for because they were living in complete you know complete mode of ignorance they were like lost uh, the hippie movement so um he was going for that and his his real drive was that i have to fulfill the order of my spiritual master and that is a much greater anxiety than dying while serving krishna heart attack and everything and even going there it's not just one heart attack oh this is two days over that's all his um, uh, difficulty no of course not i mean how much difficult it is when he went there no money and he was so cold he never faced that cold in his life he never saw snow in his life 
But when he went to America, everywhere snow. Winter was very bad in America. And he had to deal with all of that and practically alone. And Prabhupada used to say, I'm at the fag end of my life. So, not easy at all. Not easy at all. And that's when you don't have devotees around you. But when you have devotees and you have temples, when you have the movement, there are so many issues to manage. And and uh, that requires a lot of tolerance, that requires a lot of effort. But Prabhupada was happy in the midst of all of that. Because that's what his life is meant for. I mean, as devotees, what is our life for then? If we don't engage, if we don't, if you're not entrenched in the service of Krishna, what are we actually living for? So we'll feel our life is fruitless. Hmm. So only when we take full anxiety in Krishna's service, then only we will be completely peaceful. Prabhupada said, the best way to control the mind and be peaceful is to tax our brain how to push on this movement. Tax our brain, Prabhupada said. So, <clears throat> that is the that is the formula. That is Shantaman. Aniha, apathy to materialism. <clears throat> he is not. He is. He has uh, zero regards for uh, materialism, whether good or bad. He has zero regard for. Dhriman, patience. Patience. Um, I mean, especially in the spiritual realm. Utsahan nischaya dhairyat. Dhairyat means patience. Apramatta, attentive, alert. Apramatta means very alert. Hmm, is not. Um, you know, drunk and not just drunk I mean, he's alert this can each of these words, I mean these are so deep at all levels so alert means what? he's always watching around for somebody to no, what alert? alert in the matter of identifying where Maya is, for example alert in the matter of service for example, if there is a new person coming into the temple, alert. Okay, make him a, um, make him contribute something to the temple. Give him a book. Give him the chanting beads. Preach to him. You see. Con- I mean, um, get him volunteer for them some service. Something you know, engage. Not that you know, uh, dull. Alert in every way, and alert in our with ourselves, observing our mind. You know where it is going. Everything. Um, and any opportunity immediately grab onto it and know how to use it for Krishna's service like if there is some new technology we have to be alert okay how this can be used in Krishna's service not that oh this is technology this is Maya Maya is when we do not use it in Krishna's service but a devotee should be expert in how to use it in Krishna's service so alert in every way then Sugambhira, very grave, um, because this is a very important matter of life. It's not something to be joked about. <laughs> In fact, once Sri Prabhupada was giving a lecture and um, it was quite funny the way he expressed uh, something it was. Um, but then everybody was laughing. Of course, Prabhupada had a very, very excellent, ex- exceptional sense of humor and transcendental humor. Such a humor not only is... Um, it makes you laugh but also enlightens you actually right 
it's not just like meaningless jokes you know like many many jokes are superficial i mean they don't carry much meaning but prabhupada's jokes are very heavy with meaning at the same time and at the same time it can be very light hearted so um that is real humor and some i have commented on one devotee in uskon who is doing some jokes but all cheap jokes you know like nothing to do with spiritual life and you know just making people laugh like a comedian like a stand up comedian and even those were not as good so th- this is not the same as prabhupad's sense of humor which is completely divine transcendental but at the same time so once what happened so devotees were laughing prabhupad said this is a serious topic not a subject for laughter so if it doesn't does not mean that we cannot laugh but of course prabhupad himself laughed many times but the thing is um <clears throat> this is a very serious thing and we have to be sugambhir a very grave means we have to be always conscious of um life and in general like how grave means to be grounded in spiritual understanding and realization if we become to you know moved by uh, material happiness or if we become too depressed by material onslaught or or a reversal that's not being grave grave means deep so it's not easily agitated like the ocean which is grave apuryamanam achala pratishtham samudramapah pravishanti yadvat tadvat kamayam pravishanti sarve ஓஷன் very very deep and it is not agitated by tons and tons and tons of water that is entering into it every second from the rivers you see that so um but when the moon rises the full moon oh there is a tide the ocean becomes agitated so chaitanya mahaprabhu was described like that but although he was like the ocean grave but when the moon of krishna rose within his heart he was you know whenever that you know all these ecstatic feelings rise and then he is agitated like the like the high tide of the ocean so even such a grave thing can be agitated by the moon um so similarly the mind of chaitanya mahaprabhu was agitated by the moon of krishna so in that way so grave one should be very grave it means not too agitated by material conveniences or inconveniences vijita shadguna conquering over the six gunas hunger thirst lamentation envy old age and death hmm. and being same in all circumstances um, only focusing on the advancement spiritual advancement amani not expecting honor from others hmm. manada giving respect to others amani na manadena daksha skillful of course we can go on ex- describing each of these words even more de- more and more detail but you get the point 
daksha skillful skillful um, in everything um like you know so sri prabhupada you see he was good in singing he was good in managing he was good in writing he was good in writing songs yeah? and he was good in um, uh, cooking he was good in um, training everybody preaching speaking everything he was good in daksha expert so the more a devotee becomes um advanced the more he will become expert in serving krishna in every way possible hmm. not that he doesn't know how to do this how to do that he should know devotee should know how to do everything in service of krishna uh, avanchaka non hypocritical very important gyani knowledgeable of the scriptures not that he is a dumb fool you know he should be completely in knowledge of the scriptures so these are the qualities of sadhu by these characteristics one can know who is a sadhu however here there are two types of characteristics principal and marginal principal characteristic is exclusive surrender to krishna while all others are dependent upon it very important point without surrender to krishna we cannot get the others other qualities not that oh i will become now non violent i will become tolerant it is only done by becoming advanced in krishna consciousness by some good fortune one may get the association of vaishnavas and then attain a taste for the name chant the name and take shelter of krishna's lotus feet this becomes a chief characteristic and by continuing to chant the name all the other characteristics make their appearance so why vaishnava aparad is an aparad against the name why vaishnava aparad is a nama aparad because a vaishnava is a person who has taken shelter of the name and who has gotten all these qualities and he has gotten all these qualities because of taking shelter of the name and because if we offend a person who has taken shelter of the name um such a such an offense to a person who has taken shelter of the name is an offense to the name itself just like offense to the devotee is offense to krishna is a more serious offense to krishna than offending krishna himself hmm. similarly krishna and his holy name are non different so anyone who has taken shelter of the name of the krishna we do not offend him also hmm <clears throat> this becomes a chief characteristic and by continuing to chant the name all the other characteristics make their appearance therefore they are called marginal or accompanying though secondary to the principal characteristic they will certainly appear in the body of a true vaishnava or sadhu as an effect of proper chanting of the holy name so we have expi- i mean we have information of this in this particular verse in shrimad bhagavatam i think many of you already know this verse 518 12 yasyaasti bhaktir bhagavatya kinchana sarvair gunais tatra samasate suraha harav bhaktasya kuto mahad guna manorathe nasati dhavato bahi all the demigods and their exalted qualities such, in, such as religion knowledge and renunciation become manifest in the body of 
one who has developed unalloyed devotion for the supreme personality of godhead vasudeva see every good quality automatically appears becomes manifest in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion for the supreme personality of godhead vasudeva on the other hand a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities even if he is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavor of maintaining his family and relatives he must be driven by his own mental speculations and must engage in the service of the lord's external energy how can there be any good qualities in such a man so anybody who is in the service of maya how can he have good qualities even though seemingly he may exhibit some good qualities in this world what is his actual good quality how valuable are his good qualities not much because he rejects god but a person who is surrendered to god he has all good qualities automatically and therefore sadhu is a person who is um uh, decorated with all these ornaments of uh, good qualities he he does not have big big ornaments on his body he may not have but he is ornamented by these good qualities that's what really matters what is what is the use if a person is ornamented by all jewelry and then but his behavior is crap huh there's no use see real real uh, jewel real jewelry is that his behavior jewel like behavior jewel like characteristics that he has that is sadhu sadhur bhushan maryada rakshan hoy sadhur bhushan ಸಾಧುಭೂಷಣಿ there those secondary to the principal characteristic they will certainly appear in the body of a true vaishnava or sadhu as an effect of proper chanting of the holy name on the other hand the status of grihastha brahmachari varaprastha and sanyasi shudra vaishya kshatriya and brahmana of the varnashram system and their respective habits and qualities are external distinctions which in no way determine who is a sadhu now in the bhagavad gita there are you know uh, daivi sampat and asuri sampat it means the qualities of those who are daiva or devotees and those who are not the demoniac and the divine 16 chapter first to third verse and also 13 chapter 8 to 12 12th verse let's go to 16 1 to 3 ಅಭಯಂ ಸತ್ವಶುದ್ಧಿರ್ಜ್ಞಾನಯೋಗವ್ಯವಸ್ಥಿ ದಾನಂ ದಮಶ್ಚಜ್ಞಶ್ಚ ಸ್ವಾಧ್ಯಾಯಸ್ತಪ ಆರ್ಜವಂ ಅಹಿಂಸಾ ಸತ್ಯಕ್ರೋಧ ತ್ಯಾಗ ಶಾಂತಿರಪೈಶುನ ದಯಾಭೂತೇಶ್ವಲೋಲುಕ್ ಮಾರ್ದವಂ ಹರೀರಚಾಪಲ ತೇಜ ಕ್ಷಮಾಧೃತಿ ಶೌಚಂ ಅದ್ರೋಹೋ ನಾತಿ ಮಾನಿತಿ ಸಂಪದ ದೈವೀಂ ಅಭಿಜಾತ ಭಾರತ Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Fearlessness, purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge, charity, self-control, performance of sacrifice, study of the Vedas, austerity, simplicity, non-violence, truthfulness, freedom from anger, renunciation, tranquility, aversion to fall finding, compassion for all living entities, freedom from covetousness, that means freedom from um, proprietorship or wanting to be a proprietor, 
gentleness modesty steady determination vigor forgiveness fortitude cleanliness and freedom from envy and from the passion for honor these transcendental qualities of son of bharata belong to godly men endowed with divine nature so this is daivi sampat daivim sampadam daivim see bhavanti sampadam daivim transcendental qualities and these are qualities of a devotee whereas when you see later on 1842 this is brahmana's qualities in the varnashram system shamo damastapashaucham shantirajjavameva chagyanam vigyanam astikyam brahmakarma swabhavajam peacefulness self control austerity purity tolerance honesty knowledge wisdom and religiousness these are the natural qualities by which the brahmanas work these are external qualities yes they also of course come from internal advancement but a person who is a devotee no matter what quality or what varna or ashrama he is in it doesn't matter at all he has all the good qualities even more than that of a brahmana see this is kshatriya heroism power determination resourcefulness courage in battle generosity and leadership are the natural qualities of work for the kshatriyas then there is farming cow protection and business as a natural quality natural work for the vaishyas and for the shudras there is labor and service to others now these are external things but the internal you know uh, qualities that stem from devotional service that's different so although brahmana for example kind of has similar qualities right peacefulness self control austerity so brahmanas need not necessarily be vaishnavas you see perfect brahmana is a vaishnava and a vaishnava is more than a brahmana hmm. he is a perfect brahmana of course brahma janati ti brahmana basically the definition of brahmana is that he has to know brahma that means spiritual subject matter he should be expert in spiritual subject matter so now brahman can be brahman paramatma bhagavan and of course we are also brahman we are the small brahman and the parabrahma and then there is in that parabrahma understanding there is brahma paramatma and bhagavan understanding so those who understand brahman brahman level even they are considered brahmana you see and they may have these peacefulness self control austerity purity and all this to a certain extent not to the extent that a vaishnava has them uh, like for example tolerance he may be tolerant yes he is living simply and all that but he has some pride that oh, i am a, i am a brahmana you know you are not you, are, you know there is some kind of that where that's where the more of passion comes in so it is not shuddha sattva not pure goodness predominantly in more of goodness but not pure goodness so brahmanas have these qualities but not to the extent in fact very far away from the extent that a vaishnava has them a good example is say for example durvasamuni and ambrish maharaj durvasamuni not just was a ordinary brahmana i mean he is he was a sage of not just national or international repute but inter interplanetary repute i mean the whole universe knew him he is so famous i mean of that stature of durvasamuni what kind of a degree of brahmana he was but you see 
his uh, his um, he's not as uh, elevated as uh, maharaj ambarish and the other example is vishwamitra muni and vashishta uh, of course later on vishwamitra muni did become a vaishnava and then he became he got all good qualities but before that even though from kshatriya he turned into a brahmana he was nowhere close to the qualities of uh, vashishta you see so this is different you see um the qualities of another example is um parikshit maharaj and the brahmana boy shringi shringi boy who cursed parikshit maharaj to die within 7 days he was a brahmana and his curse actually worked but although parikshit maharaj could have counteracted counteracted that curse he did not show any excessive and any power at all to counter that he accepted it and he just humbly you know accepted everything as the will of the lord and you know heard the entire bhagavatam and left the body i mean the the quality of tolerance what did parikshit maharaj do he just put a dead snake on this boy's father when he was meditating it was not such a big offense and in turn what the boy did he cursed him to die i mean how different are they they completely you know uh it, it unfair right unfair but parishit maharaj was not in, not trying to like fight oh this is unfair how did you do this you know what you know you should be considerate you know or i will also curse you you don't be, try to be smart you know with me you don't know my power you know vishnu saved me when i was in the womb <laughs> he did not do any of that what did he do all right thank you for bringing me this news because the messenger brought this news that oh you are cursed here take this necklace thank you for giving me this news he left i mean he was in the prime of his life at the time he left so uh, that's how he's he was so unattached to his position and his prestige and everything but you see the brahmana boy there is an ocean of difference between the qualities of the vaishnava and those of a brahmana hmm. That's why it is said here. On the other hand, the status of grahastha, brahmachari, vanaprastha, and sanyasi, shudra, vaishya, kshatri, and brahmana of the varnashram system and their respective habits and qualities are external distinctions which in no way determine who is a sadhu. The chief characteristic of a sadhu is his complete surrender to Krishna, which is not dependent on a certain varna or ashrama. This is important. Any person from anywhere can become surrendered to Krishna. It doesn't matter whether one is shudra or vaishya. If he is a pakka devotee, 100%, then he is devotee. And he has all the good qualities, automatically. Even though, like Hunter, that Mirgari, became complete Vaishnava. Hmm. Through the example of Raghunath Das, Sri Chaitanya taught how the Grahastha Vaishnava should act. Hmm. So, I think Himanshu has uh, shared some... Uh, links so i so i would request himanshu prabhu kindly what you do because if you just put a link like that i wouldn't know what it is for and i can't check it from here so if you can just put okay this is the title or this is the subject and this is the link so then i can show it on the screen okay this is the title and this is the link if you just show the link i don't know what it is for also i lost the context so yeah i'll appreciate if you can do that for me because today the moderator is i think busy could not attend so 
it will be helpful if you can do that for me thank you very much so through through the example of raghunath das shri chaitanya taught how the grahastha vaishnava should act the married man should enter the household life with a mind steadily fixed on service to krishna not enamored by sense gratification and in this way the householder can gradually cross the ocean of material existence instead of playing as a false renunciate markata vairagi <clears throat> enjoying with the senses in the cloth of a sanyasi it is better to take only those things necessary for survival in the material world while cultivating non attachment one should always be internally fixed on krishna though externally one may act according to one's social custom in varna and ashrama krishna quickly delivers such grahastha vaishnavas see raghunath das goswami was very soon delivered you see but the deliver so <laughs> all we want to be delivered but when we see raghunath das goswami's what was the deliverance of raghunath das goswami he actually went and joined chaitanya mahaprabhu as a complete sanyasi so <laughs> many grahasthas will be i mean it's natural and i am not criticizing them <coughs> but it is uh, horrifying for grahastha to think that oh <laughs> krishna delivered him means that is what is delivery so i don't want the delivery <laughs> how many actually want such a deliverance that one can give up everything and surrender to krishna it's not easy you see but we must know that that is where we can we need to get to Uh, it's not that oh yeah let me just stay here in the grahastha ashram anyway we cannot stay by death or disagreement or whatever by knowledge we have to separate ultimately and doing it with knowledge is the best way you know not by disagreement not by death <clears throat> when raghunath das gave up um, household life the lord gave him instruction on the life of renunciation what is the instruction one should neither listen to materialistic conversations nor speak materialistic topics to others one should not eat fancy food or wear fancy clothing one should always chant the holy name respecting all without expecting honor and meditate on eternal service to radha and krishna in vraja within one's mind so this is explained in this antya leela bhalana khaibe bhalana poribe ग्राम्यकथा दिस इज चैतन्य चरतामृता अंत्यलीला सिक्स डॉट टू हंड्रेड एंड थर्टी सिक्स ग्राम्यकथा न सुनिबे ग्राम्य ग्राम्य वार्ता न कहिबे भालना खाइबे और भालना पड़िबे डू नॉट टॉक लाइक पीपल इन जनरल और हियर व्हाट दे से यू शुड नॉट ईट वेरी पैलेटेबल फूड और नॉर शुड यू ड्रेस वेरी नाइसली सो स्पेशली मेटेरियलिस्टिक कॉन्वर्जेशंस there is so much gramikatha now going on you see gramikatha is social media is full of gramikatha everywhere all kinds of gramikatha is going on hmm so gramikatha na sunibe gramik vartha na kohibe nor should we really be commenting on those nor should we be hearing those so you see we need to know how to conduct ourselves अमानी मानद हया कृष्ण नाम सदा लोबे सदा लोबे व्रजे राधा कृष्ण सेवा मानसे करिबे डू नॉट एक्सपेक्ट ऑनर बट ऑफर ऑल रेस्पेक्ट टू अदर्स ऑलवेज चैन द होली नेम ऑफ कृष्ण 
and within your mind render service to Radha and Krishna and Vrindavan. So this is, you see, let's read the small purport. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says in his Amrita Pravaha Bhashya, Amrita Pravaha Bhashya is the commentary of Bhaktivinoda Thakur on Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, he says that when a man and woman are married, they beget children and are thus entangled in family life. Talk concerning such family life is called Gramya Katha. A person in the renounced order never indulges in hearing, either hearing or talking about such subjects. He should not eat palatable dishes since that is unfit for a person in the renounced order. He should show all respect to others but should not expect respect for himself. In this way, one should chant the holy name of the Lord and think how to serve Radha and Krishna in Vrindavan. This should be the psychology of a devotee, of a renunciate. Not only renunciate, I mean everybody. Every devotee, in fact. Whichever varna or ashma one is in. Um, The principal characteristic is one. So again, coming back to the qualities of a sadhu. The principal characteristic or the principal quality is one. Namely, surrender to Krishna's name. Which will prevail in all sadhus, no matter what varna or ashrama, grihastha or sannyasi. However, according to ashrama or varna, the secondary characteristics will differ to some degree. Hmm. And even if there appears some bad element or fault in a person, if he has the chief characteristic, surrender to Krishna, he must be considered a sadhu and to be respected and served by all. This is Krishna's statement in Bhagavad Gita. You know which one, right? 9.30 Apichayat Sudhura Acharo Bhajate Mamananya Bhak Sadhureva Samantavya Samyag Vyavasito Hisaham Samyag Vyavasito Hisaham Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. <laughs> <clears throat> See, actually, this purport is very instructive. <clears throat> you can go and read this purport. Mm-hmm. It's a very uh, interesting and important purport, also by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. It's mentioned. Bhaktivinoda Thakur is quoted there. Maybe, I mean, because this is sadhu, right? We'll, we'll rather read this purport. The word sudurachara used in this verse is very significant. And we should understand it properly. Because durachara means misbehaved. Sudurachara means very misbehaved. So why is it used in connection with the sadhu? And still why is he considered a sadhu if he's so badly misbehaved? So what is it? It is explained now. When a living entity is conditioned, he has two kinds of activities. Hmm. One is conditional and the other is constitutional. Conditional means, according to our social position, we have to, you know, act in a certain way. And then there is constitutional activities, which are our devotional service, which are our real spiritual activities. Conditional and constitutional. As for protecting the body or abiding by the rules of society and state, certainly there are different activities even for the devotees in connection with the conditional life and such activities are called conditional 
Besides these, the living entity who is fully conscious of his spiritual nature and is engaged in Krishna consciousness or the devotional service of the Lord has activities which are called transcendental. <clears throat> Such activities are performed in his constitutional position and they are technically called devotional service. Now, in the conditioned state, sometimes devo uh, devotional service and the conditional service in relation to the body will parallel one another. You see? So they have to be done, they both have to be done in the conditioned state. But then again, sometimes these activities become opposed to one another. This is the thing. Sometimes they are favorable, sometimes they are opposing. Hmm. As far as possible, a devotee is very cautious so that he does not do anything that could disrupt his wholesome condition. He knows that perfection in his activities depends on his progressive realization of Krishna consciousness. Sometimes, however, it may be seen that a person in Krishna consciousness commits some act which may be taken as most abominable socially or politically. But such a temporary fall down does not disqualify him. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that if a person falls down but is wholeheartedly engaged in the transcendental service of the Supreme Lord. The Lord, being situated within his heart, purifies him and excuses him from that abomination. The material contamination is so strong that even a yogi fully engaged in the service of the Lord sometimes becomes ensnared. But Krishna consciousness is so strong that such an occasional fall down is at once rectified. Therefore, the process of devotional service is always a success. No one should deride a devotee for some accidental fall down from the ideal path. For, as explained in the next verse, such occasional fall downs will be stopped in due course as soon as a devotee is completely situated in Krishna consciousness. This does not mean that, okay, you know what? I'll just repeatedly fall down and nobody should point finger at me. Understand? Mm. And I'll continue to be Guru. You are my disciple. Never mind, I fall down. You should not. You should consider me like Brahma who, who seemingly fell down, but, you know, nonsense. This is nonsense. So, if one is a devotee and falling down and rising, yes, he should not be derided. He should be helped. But a guru doing it, he is not qualified to be a guru, first of all. I mean, steady yourself first before you can be guru of anybody else, right? So, this person is not qualified to be a guru. Yeah. So, it's not that, oh, no finger can be pointed at him. No, no, no. And there's cheating going on. See, one should be honest. If I am falling down, I should be honest enough saying that, no, no, no I cannot be Guru. I should, I, I should be humble, I should be repentant, I should be everything like that. But if I think, uh, I, I can still be Guru, I have fallen, never mind. I, sorry, you know, uh, it happens Kali Yuga, you know, Kali Yuga, Maya is so strong. This is a nonsense. Uh, there is no honesty there. Immediately such a person should be rejected. And he should be pointed out for everybody else's benefit so that they don't fall for him. <clears throat> so now no one should derive a devotee for some accidental fall down from the ideal path for as explained in the next verse such occasional fall downs will be stopped in due course as soon as the devotee is completely situated in Krishna consciousness therefore a person who is situated in Krishna consciousness and is engaged with determination in the process of chanting Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare should be considered to be in the transcendental position even if by chance or accident he is found to have fallen. The words Sadhureva, he is saintly, are very emphatic. They are a warning to the non-devotees that because of an accidental fall down, a devotee should not be derided. 
he should still be considered saintly even if he has accidentally fallen down and the word mantavya is still more emphatic uh, if one who if one does not follow this rule and derides the devotee for his accidental fall down then one is disobeying the order of the supreme lord the only qualification of a devotee is to be unflinchingly and exclusively engaged in devotional service because that is the primary characteristic and if he doesn't seem to have some of the secondary or marginal characteristics we should see whether he has a primary characteristic or not if he has then he should still be respected because he is still properly situated in his determination but if he is not properly situated in the spiritual determination then yes and if he is cheating in that regard now what is properly situated in determination in spiritual life one must be following the order of the spiritual master um what is that 241 vyavasayatmika buddhi ekeha kurunandana yes that is the word ekeha kurunandana he is fixed in the determination that is the determination those who are resolute on this path sorry those who are on this path are resolute in purpose and their aim is one and the intelligence of those who are irresolute is many branched so you see and in the purport vishwanath chakravarti thakur actually writes in his commentary of bhagavad gita as a commentary to this this particular verse he says the one has to be fixed ekeha kurunandana is ekeha means one should be fixed in the executing the order of the spiritual master and shri prabhupada especially mentioned this and uh, that this that very uh, description you know drove him to go to america to fulfill the order of his spiritual master so that is spiritual determination so if he is determined in that way then yes but you see this cheating gurus that are going on in iskon right now they have faulted in that determination and it's not accidental fault on it's deliberate disobedience that is very different from accidental fall downs deliberate um um what is that uh, disobedience and also guiding others on such fault you see uh, guiding others also to make the same fault or rather misguiding them I haven't finished that purport, right? In the Narasimha Puran, the following statement is given. Bhagavati chahara vananya cheta Bhrishama linopi virajate manushya Nahi shashakalusha chabhi kadachet the meaning is that even if one is fully engaged in the devotional service of the lord is sometimes found engaged in abominable activities these activities should be considered to be like the spots that resemble the mark of a rabbit on the moon such spots do not become an impediment to the diffusion of moonlight similarly the accidental fall down of a devotee from the path of saintly character does not make him abominable On the other hand one should not misunderstand that a devotee in transcendental devotional service can act in all kinds of abominable ways 
This verse only refers to an accident due to the strong power of material connections. Devotional service is more or less a declaration of war against the illusory energy. As long as one is not strong enough to fight the illusory energy, there may be accidental fall downs. See that? As long as one is not strong to fight, strong enough to fight the illusory energy, there will, there will be fall downs. So how can he be guru if he is not strong enough? How can he lead others? He himself has to first of all follow. So he cannot be, a guru cannot fall down. This is nonsense philosophy. But when one is strong enough, he is no longer subjected to such fall downs as previously explained. <clears throat> no one should take advantage of this verse and commit nonsense and think that he is still a devotee. If he does not improve in his character by devotional service, then it is to be understood that he is not a high devotee. Not a very high grade devotee. You know. And one should actually stay away from such a devotee who is not willing to make any advancement or correction or repentance. So now, so this is the Krishna's, uh, this is Krishna's statement in Bhagavad Gita about Sadhu. When one has developed a taste for chanting the pure name, it is said that chanting just one time will destroy the influence of all past sins. Some remnants of those sins may still remain, but they will completely vanish by the influence of the holy name. Since these traces of sin will quickly go, that person is known as the most right, righteous person. Of course, if the materialist sees those traces of sin in a Vaishnava sadhu, he may consider that the sadhu is just like a materialistic sinner. If he should criticize the sadhu because the sadhu has a trace of sin coming from previous sinful mental, uh, sinful activity, he is committing sadhu ninda. He is to be considered a rascal because of his fault of criticizing a Vaishnava. And by this nama aparad, offense unto the one who has surrendered to the name, he falls under the, he falls directly under the wrath or anger of Krishna. You see? So, this is going on. <clears throat> so, there are people whose business in life is to only offend devotees. Such rascals are there. And, uh, you know, they fall directly under the wrath of Krishna. And they will get their dues, you know, in time. It is concluded that one who is solely devoted to Krishna and sings his name is known as a sadhu. Other than the devotees of Krishna, no one else is considered to be a sadhu. Ah, this is important. Not that, oh, this is also sadhu, that is also sadhu. No, 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 he is not a sadhu. He is a rascal. And who is rascal? Who is not sadhu? It will also be explained, you see. One who considers himself a sadhu is filled with material pride. But one who thinks himself to be the lowest rascal, humbly takes shelter of Krishna's Krishna and sings Krishna's name is the real sadhu. Knowing himself to be less than a blade of grass, considering himself like a tree of tolerance, not expecting honour for himself and giving honour to all other living entities, he chants the name and attains attraction for Krishna. This is basically Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's If a person of the above qualities chants the holy name even once, he is considered a Vaishnava and should be respected. The Vaishnava is the friend and spiritual leader of the universe. This is Vaishnava, not this ordinary qualification, you see. 
He is the spiritual leader of the universe. He is an ocean of mercy to all living entities. Whoever criticizes such a Vaishnava goes to hell birth after birth. For there is no path for real liberation other than bhakti and bhakti is obtained by, only by the mercy of the Vaishnavas. In the pure Vaishnava resides Krishna's energy of bhakti, ladhani and samvit. Thus, by contacting a Vaishnava, one can also receive Krishna bhakti. For this reason also, the food remnants, the food water and the food dust from the pure Vaishnavas are three powerful articles for creating bhakti. Bhakta pada dhuli ar bhakta pada jal Bhakta bhukta avasesha tina mahabal Antya CC Antya 1660 Three very important things from a sadhu. What are they? Bhakta pada dhuli ar bhakta pada jal Bhakta bhukta avasesha tina mahabal the dust of the devotee of a devotee, uh, sorry, the dust of the feet of a devotee, the water that has washed the feet of a devotee, and the remnants of food left by a devotee are three very powerful substances. By rendering service to these three, one attains the supreme goal of ecstatic love for Krishna. In all the revealed scriptures, this is loudly declared again and again. Therefore, my dear devotees, please hear from me, for I insist again and again. Please keep faith in these three and render service to them without hesitation. From these three one achieves the highest goal of life, ecstatic love of Krishna. This is the greatest mercy of Lord Krishna. This, the evidence is Kalidas himself. So, so anyway, th- these three are mentioned. So of course, we should also follow the instruction of this, of the pure devotee, right? Not just, you know, touch his feet and, you know, drink Sarnamrita and (coughs) eat the prasadam and then not follow anything. But if one with faith follows these three, one will automatically, of course, follow the instructions of such a person. Um, Why these three are mentioned and not instruction? Because, you see, one cannot really follow the instruction unless one is so humble enough that one takes the dust and uh, the water that has washed his feet you know, to, wa- to wash somebody's feet and drink that water, how much respect we should have for that person? Right? If not, how will we artificially do it? Hmm. And how can we eat the remnants of their food? We'll see, hey, don't give it to me. You know. Ordinary devotees is a different thing. Exalted devotees is a different thing. So unless one respects that such a person, he, he will not take it with honor. In fact, he will reject so to be able to do that, how humble one must be. So of course, in that state of mind, one will be very um, eager to fulfill the instructions of such a devotee. So that's why these three are mentioned because with these three, automatically the following instructions also will come. Um, so we have to do it with full, um, you know, uh, understanding and faith. See? But that's why you say three powerful substances. So, the food remnants, the food water and the food dust from the pure Vaishnavas are three powerful articles for creating bhakti. If one stays near a pure Vaishnava for some time, one can receive the bhakti energy flowing from his body. Now, 
this can be easily quoted by the physical guru vadis those who say that one must have physical association of a guru see if one stays near a pure vaishnava but then he stays there unfavorably he will not receive this bhakti energy flowing the real proximity to a vaishnava is not just by the body is by the instruction how close is one to the instruction of such a pure devotee that's how close he, he is to that pure vaishnava if one stays near a pure vaishnava huh? you see here of course it is said energy flowing from his body but you should understand that the body of the spiritual master is spiritual and he is non different from his instruction if what if i am near the spiritual master but my intentions are not to serve the spiritual master but i have something else in my mind and that's how some of the so called gurus have done it in the presence of prabhupad in the so called physical presence of shri prabhupad they wanted to take over the movement and the moment he left this world physically that was a very moment they thought wow now we are the kings this thing happened so what kind of consciousness is that in the proximity of a devotee did they get the mercy of prabhupad no they did not what happened they became the cause of ruination for the whole movement because of their cheating not a single instruction of prabhupad that they asking him to become guru and they ruined the whole thing so staying near vaishnava like prabhupad said i never felt separation from my spiritual master although i was in america i mean his spiritual master was physically long gone 1937 january first gone is 1965 66 30 years later but he never felt separation because instruction and then he felt the bhakti energy flowing from his spiritual master so this is you have to understand this very um, of course if there is physical association and if one is respectful enough one <clears throat> one will feel this but you know sometimes familiarity breeds contempt and we may not be that respectful prabhupada said the most two most dangerous services in devotional services the pujari and the personal servant of the spiritual master why because they are so close to the deity and the spiritual master that they may become even little bit slackened or not having that much respect towards the deity and the spiritual master thinking them because they are so easily available so they don't value it as much i mean it's not that everybody does like that but the risk is very much there that's why it's a very dangerous service one has to be very careful in such service hmm because these things can happen yeah. so now if one stays near a pure vaishnava for some time one can receive the bhakti energy flowing from his body if one can bind that energy within one's heart after developing strong after having developed strong faith bhakti will develop and one's body will be begin trem begin to tremble in ecstasy thus by living close to a vaishnava soon devotion will appear in one's heart first such a person that's why i mean this is the reason why shri prabhupad um gave us the temple the the format of the temple so physical association with spiritual master was not even had when prabhupada was physically around in this world he was traveling and devotees hardly was were with him 
So what what physical uh, proximity was there, even in those times, except for a very few of them. So the real proximity is to the instruction of the spiritual master, but still, of course, physical proximity is definitely helpful, and therefore he created a society of devotees, and temple and institution, so that devotees who follow the instruction of the spiritual master, the association of such devotees also is very covetable, hmm. desirable. So we should desire such association of such devotees who are following strictly the instructions of Srila Prabhupada. It is as good as having the association of a pure devotee. <coughs> Thus, by living close to a Vaishnava, soon devotion will appear in one's heart. So this is the reason why we have to always be with the association of devotees. We should not stay aloof from the association of devotees. First, such a person will begin chanting the holy name and then by the power of the holy name, he, he will receive all good qualities. This is the particular power of the Uttama Adhikari. See, Uttama Adhikari, not talking about some cheapskate Vaishnava, you know. Vaishnava is not cheapskate, but third class devotee is a very low quality of devotee. But here we are talking about the association of a Uttama Adhikari, the first class devotee. But the real proximity of the is of the instruction. Uh, a Vaishnava may be criticized on four counts. So there's four causes of uh, criticism that may happen. So this is very analytically described here. His caste by birth. Oh, these are not um, proper Brahmins. So they are coming from America. China? What, what, what is Vaishnavach from China? Uh, if one is doing that, that is offensive. Vaishnava Parath. He is cast by birth. Previous sins or faults in this life? In this life. Huh? <clears throat> An unpremeditated accidental act of sin. So even, so for example, you know, this previous sins or faults in this life. So whatever he has done previously, uh, one should not criticize Vaishnava based on uh, now, based on what he was doing. And another thing is unpremeditated accidental act of sin. You see, that also should not be uh, this thing criticized. And present traces of previous sinful activity. Maybe he still may be carrying some of those habits, maybe you know, um, attitudes or whatever. So though, sorry, though all these conditions may be present in a Vaishnava, they are insubstantial grounds for criticism of a Vaishnava. Now, I would like to actually add something here. Because, apart from these four, there are also fabricated things made up of, made up, without any basis in any of these four. Such a thing is, I don't know what to even say. <laughs> And there are some devo- some so-called rascals. I mean, in, I mean, the rascals in, in the garb of devotees. They're doing this, you know, um, fabricating all kinds of stories and then offending devotees and exalted devotees. I have seen this. I mean, some of you may also know. So such rascals exist hmm, in this world. So 
Krishna will definitely take them to task. For sure. For sure. Just have to wait and see. Of course, we shouldn't be tolerant to such blasphemy of true Vaishnavas. But you know, given today's context, what can we do? Let Krishna handle. And let's see. So, <clears throat> though all these conditions may be present in a Vaishnava, they are insubstantial grounds for criticism of a Vaishnava. And such, uh, to, be, to, to add to that example, to add to that point of fabricated offences, fabricated lies and offending on based on those lies. Um, there was a good story of, uh, who was that? Srivas Pandit. Srivas Pandit? Who was criticised of being a Shakta. Uh, worshipper of uh, let's see if I can find that <clears throat> hmm. Chapal Gopal this is a, this is the story actually Adilila cha- chapter 17 if we go Maybe we'll go to the summary of this chapter. Not much is given. So if we go here, just give me a moment here. You see, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu regularly led congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna. I am reading from the CC Adilila 17.34 onwards. You see, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu regularly led the congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra in the house of Srivas Thakur every night for one full year. This is Srivas Angan, it is called. Um, this ecstatic chanting was performed with the doors closed so that non-believers who came to make fun could not gain entrance. Thus, the non-believers almost burned to ashes and died out of envy. To retaliate, they planned various ways to give trouble to Srivas Thakur. One night, while Kirtan was going on inside Srivas Thakur's house, a Brahmana named Gopal Chapal, um, the chief of the non-believers, who was talkative and very rough in his speech, placed all the paraphernalia for worshipping the goddess Durga outside Srivas Thakur's door. On the upper portion of a plantain leaf, he placed such paraphernalia for worship as odorful, turmeric, vermilion, red sandalwood and rice, all paraphernalia for um, Durga worship. He placed a pot of wine beside all this and in the morning when Srivas Thakur opened his door, he saw this paraphernalia. Srivas Thakur, you see how he dealt with it. So what he wanted to show is that, oh, this person is a Shakta, he is not actually a Vaishnava, he is just a fake. You know, he's doing this, you know, black, black uh, worship, you see, dark worship, dark arts. 
Uh, you see, so he was talking. Srivast Thakur called for all the respectable gentlemen of the neighborhood. He himself, Srivast Thakur himself, and smilingly addressed them as follows: Gentlemen, every night I worship the goddess Bhavani. Since the paraphernalia for the worship is present here, now all of all you respectable brahmanas and members of the higher castes can understand my position. See what kind of a cheater I am. He just took it. He just rode with it. Then all the assembled gentlemen exclaimed, "What is this? What is this? Who has performed such mischievous activities? Who is that sinful man?" They immediately understood he was a genuine Vaishnava, and they called for a sweeper, Hadi, who threw all the items of worship far away and cleansed the place by mopping it with a mixture of water and cow dung. They considered inauspicious items, you see. I mean, of course, turmeric and all these are auspicious, but anything for the worship of you know Durga and Kali, which is done by sometimes even wine, you see, wine and meat sometimes not auspicious in the mode of ignorance. It was cleaned up. After three days, leprosy attacked Ch- Gopal Chapal and blood oozed from sores all over his body. Vaishnava Aparad, Ninda. This is a fabricated offense. So it was not even Ch- Srivastaku did not. None of these four things apply to such this offense, right? Just now we have read what is that? Um, his caste that he is born in, or the race, and then his um, previous uh, mistakes in this life. Uh, remnants of his uh, past habits and uh, what is that last one uh, something the effects of past activity even in even now or accidental accidental fall down or the past habits that are even visible now traces of those habits so uh, this comes under none of these four this is a complete fabrication just create a lie and then uh, so that he, they will he will get disrepute <coughs> so there are people like that and we have also practical experience here who does uh, somebody who does that so this kind of nonsense people are there and what happened leprosy attacked gopal chapal and blood oozed from sores all over his body incessantly covered with germs and insects biting him all over his body gopal chapal felt unbearable pain his entire body burned in distress Since leprosy is an infectious disease, Gopal Chapal left the village to sit down on the bank of the Ganges, under a tree, underneath the tree. One day, however, he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passing by and spoke to him as follows: "My dear nephew, I am your maternal uncle in your in our village relationship. Please see how greatly this attack of leprosy has afflicted me. As an incarnation of God, you are delivering so many fallen souls. I am also a greatly ha- unhappy fallen soul. Kindly deliver me." Hearing this, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared greatly angry. and in a angry mood he spoke some words chastising him o sinful person envious of pure devotees i shall not deliver you see chaitanya mahaprabhu also del- doesn't how merciful very merciful but doesn't deliver if you are vaishnava apradi rather i shall have you bitten by these germs for many millions of years you have made srivas thakur appear to have been worshiping the goddess bhavani simply for this offense you will have to fall down into hellish life for 10 million births koti janma I have appeared in this incarnation to kill the demons Bashandis and after killing them to preach the cult of devotional service. After saying this the Lord left to take his bath in the Ganges and that sinful man did not give up his life but continued to suffer. This is important. Such an offender will not die also he will suffer. See purport. It appears that an offender to a Vaishnava continues to suffer and does not give up his life. We have actually seen that a great Vaishnava apradi continuously suffered so much that it was difficult for him to move. and yet he did not die hmm. 
So you see, this is how dangerous it is to play with fire. But some people think it's fun. Let them, let them think like that. Eventually, one will get the dues. <coughs> so, though all these conditions may be present in a Vaishnava, what are they? Again, caused by birth, previous sins or faults in this life, an unpremeditated accidental act of sin, and present traces of previous sinful activity. And to add to that, a fabricated nonsense, I mean, completely baseless um, lie and then offending based on that. I mean, one who so blasphemes the Vaishnava will be punished by Yamaraj. Because the Vaishnava is spreading the glories of the Lord's name, the Lord does not tolerate such criticism of a Vaishnava. Giving up dharma, yoga, sacrifice and jnana for the name of Krishna, the Vaishnava is the topmost person. Criticism is a serious offence. Furthermore, he does not criticize the scriptures or the demigods, but simply takes shelter of the name. One should rather eagerly take the dust from the feet of a Vaishnava, regardless of whether he is a grahastha or a sannyasi. One will, you see, one should rather eagerly take the dust from the feet of a Vaishnava, regardless of whether he is a grahastha or sannyasi. One will treat him only according to his advancement as a Vaishnava, which is based upon his degree of attraction to the holy name. That's what really should be seen. Not whether he is grahastha or his grahastha is lesser than his brahmachari or lesser than the sannyasi. No, if he is attached to the holy name, that is the real qualification. Hmm. Such things as caste or ashrama, wealth, learning, youthfulness, body, sorry, beauty, strength or number of followers <laughs> are not factors. Uh, you see? Hmm. It goes without saying that one who has taken shelter of the name will not indulge in sadhuninda. Hmm. Because he knows that if he has taken shelter of the holy name, he knows not to offend others who have taken shelter of the holy name. Hmm. One who criticizes a sadhu is not situated in bhakti but in aparad against bhakti. A serious person therefore would not indulge in criticism but associate with, hear from and serve the sadhu. But we should know who is a sadhu. And a person who is in the garb of a sadhu, who is cheating in the name of sadhu, that should be exposed. That is not criticism, that is just honesty. That is different than you know, criticizing a sadhu for no reason. Because association with those who are not devotees is bound to produce disrespect for devotees, sadhuninda. So this is another aspect of sadhuninda. Now in this paragraph, something else is being explained now. To associate with non-devotees is also sadhuninda. This is very subtle. This is very profound in fact. See this, by association with those who are not devotees, sorry, because association with those who are not devotees is bound to produce disrespect for devotees, sadhuninda, the devotee is careful to avoid such association. Materialistic association or asat sangha is of two types, association with women and association with those devoid of devotion to the Lord. Association with women means associating with associating with women not according to Vedic tradition. So what is associating with women again, uh, in regard, I mean according to Vedic tradition? Matravat paradareshu. One can only uh, associate with one's wife, uh, that too not um, overindulging. And with other women, as much as is necessary only. 
for service that's it uh, not you know dilly dallying and all these things see this association with women which is not authorized by scripture is divided into association with women outside of marriage for the purpose of sex life and association within marriage where one is controlled by one's wife see <laughs> association of women within marriage where one is controlled by one's wife that is also asat sangha thus one is only if one is married according to prescribed rules and is following the rules for married life in which the wife is submissive to the husband and the husband acts as a sadhu is the association considered bona fide other types of association are considered asat the second type of asat so that is three sanghi ek asadhu krishna abhakta ar the second type of asat association association with non devotees is of three types now talking about three sanghi i mean this is transcendental shri prabhupad mentioned it once in his i was actually quite surprised when i found that conversation um of course both bhaktivinoda thakur and bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur are pure devotees but you know sometimes when bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur was in uh, apparent seemingly apparent disagreement with bhaktivinoda thakur for some reason he would call him he would call his own father uh, nari sanghi nari means woman and sanghi means uh, associate of woman um you are just an uh, associate of woman he used to criticize his father like that not not always sometimes and that was is a transcendental i mean it's we cannot comment on the relationship like that but of course he was extremely respectful to bhaktivinoda thakur also i mean if you see his writings and his speeches it's extremely he took him as shikshaguru but in their in their dealings as father and son sometimes he expressed himself like that narisanga how strict bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur was that he called even bhaktivinoda thakur as narisanga and what was bhaktivinoda thakur i mean he spent only 15 minutes with his wife every day that's all and uh, of course bhaktivinoda thakur had i think um one wife who passed away very early then he married another one and uh, because of that and he had so many children with her so bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur used to call him narisanga so like that so, so strict bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur was so of course it should not be considered that he was an arisangya actually uh, bhaktivinoda thakur i mean <laughs> bhaktivinoda thakur you know what is his stature but you know sometimes it can be asked that oh what about those devotees men who are controlled by their wives honestly we had experience like that of such devotees and it was painful to say the least <laughs> it was painful to associate with such vaishnavas who were in completely controlled by their wives and um, because of such womanly behavior so much politics within the temple because of such behavior and they used to support their wives and oh it was it was just horrible um anyway that, that was past they're not here right now but you know th- these kind of things happen you see so we have to be careful you know 
if the wife is cooperative that's another thing of course every woman controls the man there's no man who is not controlled by a woman that's why better the only way to not be in touch with not not to get entangled with them but there are two ways of being controlled one is by service submissively and the man is obliged to you know feels obliged to protect such a woman and take care of her and the other is bossing controlling the man um the second one is the worst but the first one also is bad uh, in the sense that it is good for the woman to be like that and it's the man should not come under the sway of such a woman who is nicely serving him he should guide her nicely affectionately but guide her nicely like a disciple hmm. like somebody who is you know um like a like an experienced devotee would guide another beginner devotee or an or an innocent person so a husband should guide like that the wife and um, affectionately guide them the family to krishna consciousness not being personally attached so it it's difficult it is easier said than done but it is it is the ideal that we have to desire at least we should know that that is where we should be Mm, and we should work towards that actively so anyway um other types of association are considered asat the second type of asat association association with non devotees is of three types association with mayavadis association with pretenders and association with atheists again non devotees are classified as three mayavadis pretenders atheists pretender devotees so mayavadis believe that the lord and the jeevas are both temporary entities and that the lord's murti form is material so that is their problem so we should not associate with such people the pretenders though without genuine devotion or renunciation pretend to be devotees to make a living the atheists do not believe in any form of god now these people may claim to be devotees and may be accepted by the public as such but if one rejects such people it is not considered sadhuninda if one rejects such pretenders and such uh, what is that such um, actual uh, i mean what is that? Uh, atheists and mayavadis that is not sadhuninda but you know it is subjective sometimes those offenders will think that oh the real devotees are actually pretenders and the pretenders are real devotees so out of their own uh vision they will see differently they don't know how to analyze um who is following the order of the spiritual master who is not they don't even know how to um how to say discern between what is right and what is wrong and they come to conclusion that this is a pretender this is a, so these have to be understood why again sadhu shastra guru is not just by my own mind so you know <laughs> it's uh, it may sound subjective but if we evaluate by the instructions of krishna and spiritual master it will be easier and one has to be sincere in the whole thing hmm. the atheists do not believe in any form of bhagavad gita we have read this so all this is uh, if we reject pretenders and uh, mayavadis and atheists this is not sadhuninda even though he may pose as a sadhu that is not sadhuninda this is important 
Hmm. Furthermore, one who criticizes a person who gives up these asat people should also be rejected and avoided. You see, one who criticizes a person who gives up these asat people. Suppose a devotee goes and criticizes some mayavadi philosopher or philosophy and or atheism or pretend pretension of devotional service like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, they expose so many pretender devotees and Smartha Brahmanas who are actually you know, Sadhunindas. So, um, they expose them and that is not Sadhuninda. And if somebody criticizes them for, um, you know, criticizing the uh, these atheists, these non-devotees, such a person also will fall down. And we should uh, avoid the association of such people who criticize those who criticize the non-devotees. So this is also an important point. This is also cons- considered sadhunanda. Mm, we, we should not associate with even such people. And this is actually explained nicely by Madhvacharya. I don't know if you remember. Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 11, Chapter 2, Text 47, Purport. Of course, this verse I think everybody knows. Many devotees are Archayame Vahare, Pujamya, Shraddhaye, Hate, Natad Bhakte, Shuchanye, Shusabhaktaha, Prakritaha, Smritaha. A devotee who faithfully engages in the worship of the deity in the temple but does not behave properly toward other devotees or people in general is called a Prakrita Bhakta, a materialistic devotee, and is considered to be in the lowest position. Here, very important points are made by Madhvacharya. What is the time? Wow, 10 o'clock. I have read this before. Um, you can read this on your own. But I will just show this part of it. I will just show this part. His whole purport is very important. Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur's and Madhvacharya's commentary is given in the purport here. Hmm. Although this is not Prabhupada's purport, but these two very great acharyas are mentioned here. Uh, just I'll just show you this part. I think in the beginning itself. Madhvacharya Hmm. Yeah, this is the point I wanted to make. Kanishta Adhikari. Such a Kanishta Adhikari therefore is disturbed. Okay. Another symptom, uh, this paragraph. Okay. Another symptom of the Kanishta Adhikari is that he is infatuated by the material qualifications of so-called great materialistic persons. You see, he is infatuated 
oh this person is this this person is that and it's too you know you know he wants to be near those persons or something like that he is infatuated by the material qualifications of so called great materialistic persons having a bodily concept of life himself he is attracted by material opulence and thus minimizes the position of the supreme lord vishnu such a kanishta adhikari therefore is disturbed if a second class devotee criticizes the non devotees of the lord see that this is point i want this is the point i wanted to make in the name of compassion or kindness a kanishta adhikari approves of the non devotional activities of such materialistic men uh, oh we should be kind to them you know we should not criticize them or we should not like educate them let them be where they are now chapter 320 text 26 of bhagavad gita chapter 3 text 29 of bhagavad gita don't disturb the materialistic people i mean a preacher knows how to implement those things not a third class person so in the name of compassion or kindness a kanishta adhikari approves of the non devotional activities of such materialistic men materialistic man is saying something nonsense oh i did this i did yeah you yeah, good 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 oh wow wow you know because a kanishta adhikari is ignorant of the higher realms of devotional service and the unlimited transcendental bliss of krishna consciousness he sees devotional service merely as a religious aspect of life but thinks that life has many enjoyable and worthwhile non devotional aspects therefore he becomes angry when second class devotees who are experiencing that krishna is everything criticize the non devotees madhvacharya says that such a person because of his rudimentary faith in krishna is considered a devotee but he is bhakta adhama a devotee on the lowest standard If such materialistic devotees follow the rules and regulations of deity worship they will gradually be elevated to a higher standard and eventually become pure devotees of the lord unless they commit offenses against each against other devotees in which case their advancement will be checked so this is very important point and he is actually considered borderline asat asat sanga he is a he is he is he is engaging in sadhu ninda his offense nam aparadh hmm so the strong preaching of devotees should not be criticized in fact that is the thing that will wake people up but if people choose not to wake up that's another thing uh, and if they find it offensive then that's another thing but that is the truth and that should not be criticized once what happened bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur is one one of his disciples uh, you know went on a preaching program to some city and you know he gave a speech and you know he was very sharp very forceful with his speech and then you know so many people got uh, how to say um, angry with him in the crowd and some of the devotees came back to report to bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur saying that oh this person he doesn't know how to talk he just talk he just spoke the truth so f- f- you know so piercingly that you know it hurt the sentiments of those people and now they are you know against us and all that bhaktisiddhan saraswati thakur said i don't care he spoke the truth and for that he has to be then uh, that is what i want really i want people to be bold enough to speak the truth in the face of adversity not that they will bend to the whims and fancies of materialistic people and stop speaking the truth and become their um, um what is it word he uses uh, flatterer sycophant 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 means you know just um uh, flatterer Uh, we should not become flatterers of the materialistic people but rather we have to correct them and bring them to the proper standard and sometimes that means cutting their ego and you know truth be spoken as it is so he actually criticized those devotees who found fault with such a strong preacher hmm. and probably also like that he never compromised he never compromised 
Hmm. Some people, they consider compromise as a tactic. Oh, this is my tactic to eventually bring them. It will not work. I mean, you may, you may politely say, but you have to say. It's not that I don't say and then let him, let him, what, let him what? Tell him right there. You can say, you can say it always nicely. Um, but you have to say it. The truth. Hmm. So therefore, the serious devotee, uh, furthermore, one who criticizes a person who gives up these asat people should also be rejected and avoided. Therefore, the serious devotee who gives up asat sangha, which causes sadhu ninda, asat sangha causes sadhu ninda. Hmm. So, association with non-devotees is actually sadhu ninda. Subtly, very subtly. Hmm. So therefore, the serious devotee who gives up Asat Sangha which causes Sadhu Ninda and, exclusive, and exclusively takes shelter in the name will certainly receive the treasure of Prema, love of Godhead. It may be observed that in order to proceed properly to Prema, one must be able to distinguish the devotee from the non-devotee. Hmm. In the, when one has attained Prema, after one has attained Prema, he, yes, he doesn't see any difference between the non-devotee and devotee, but in the course of progress, one must be able to see. Otherwise, we will behave wrongly. We will do sadhuninda. We will consider the devotee as non-devotee and non-devotee as devotee. And we will do sadhuninda. So we must know who is a devotee and who is a non-devotee. Um, so it may be observed that in order to proceed properly to prema, one must be able to distinguish the devotee from the non-devotee. For one must avoid the aparad of criticizing the devotee and seek his association and simultaneously reject the non-devotee completely. So we should know whose association we have to take, whose association we have to avoid. If you do the wrong way, if you avoid the association of Vaishnava and associate with the non-devotee. Finish or uh, ad- advancement. Sangatyaga Satovritteha. Hmm. Both things go together. One must furthermore be able to distinguish the types of Vaishnavas according to their spirit- uh, spiritual advancement. There are of uh, These are of three types, the materialistic Vaishnava or Vaishnava Praya. Almost the Vaishnava, this is the Kanishta Adhikari, Bhakta Adhama, third class devotee, is he who has mediocre faith in Krishna but has no service attitude to sadhus. This is Pakka third class. He has faith in Krishna, that too mediocre, and has no service attitude towards sadhu. If one has no service attitude towards sadhu, he does not actually have complete faith in Krishna. Because Tadiya, Tadiyanam Samarchanam, you have to worship the devotees, otherwise he is not a devotee himself. So, that is a problem, a third class devotee. Actually, such a person is not a Vaishnava, but the dim image of a Vaishnava. <laughs> now, now, we can just evaluate ourselves where we are. We are very close to this point here, Vaishnava Praya. Uh, we are not, such a person is not a Vaishnava, but a dim image of a Vaishnava. Uh, you know, <laughs> almost a Vaishnava, not Vaishnava yet, uh, Vaishnava Abhas, a reflection of Vaishnava. <coughs> However, if he is not a Vaishnava, how will he be permitted to associate with Vaishnavas who do not associate with non-Vaishnavas? An interesting question, right? So, if he is not a Vaishnava, 
So the other Vaishnavas should not associate with him. And how will he get the association of those Vaishnavas in order to improve himself? Therefore, this person is considered to be at the beginning stage of a Vaishnava, Kanishta Vaishnava. So he should be given association of Vaishnava, should have to elevate him, not to not for the other Vaishnavas to associate with him and they also come down. No. He is to be helped. Association is to be given, not taken from him. Given to him. Hmm. Therefore, this person is considered to be at the beginning stage of a Vaishnava, Kanishtha Vaishnava, upon whom the actual fixed up Vaishnavas will bestow mercy so that he becomes purified. The next higher stage of Vaishnava is the Madhyama Bhakta, who can recognize the important position of the Lord's devotees and thus always associates with them. In faith, he is convinced of Krishna's position as the Lord, the Jeevas as his eternal servants, the process of Bhakti and the goal, and the goal as Prema. He knows, sorry, he shows mercy to the innocent, uh, those who have a little faith, the Kanishta Bhaktas, by giving them Sambandha Jnana. And he avoids the enemies, Asat Sangha, understanding the different effects of the different types of association. Even at this stage of Madhyama Bhakta, one is considered a pure Vaishnava, with the qualification of taking the real holy name, not Namabhas. Even here, it is already a real holy name. Even at this stage of Madhyama Bhakta. So, we can just see ourselves. You see, we are so far away from here also. So, um, Namabhas is something, you know, not so cheap. Hmm. And th- even Namabhas is only a semi-Vaishnava. Half Vaishnava. Hmm. Even at this stage of Madhyama Bhakta, one is considered a pure Vaishnava with the qualification of taking the real holy name, not Namabhas. As a real Vaishnava, he is able to distinguish a Vaishnava from a non-Vaishnava so that he may avoid Asatsanga and Sadhuninda and serve the advanced devotees. Actually, he must do this for his own advancement. So, this is the reason why a second class devotee, Madhyama Bhakta, does not fall down. Because he is properly situated in his relationships with all different types of living entities and he therefore does not commit offences. Whereas third class devotee, he is a chaos, complete chaos. So, we should not remain in our third class positions, but we should rise at least to the second class position, if not first. Hmm. He who experiences Krishna as the, as the life and soul of everything, and thus sees Krishna situated in everything, and consequently does not make distinction between Vaishnava and non-Vaishnava, but simply engages in, the, in relishing the nectar of the holy name, is called the Uttama Vaishnava, the most advanced devotee. This is the topmost stage. Then you may ask, oh, then if he does not see any difference between Vaishnavas and non-Vaishnavas, does he offend everyone then? Does he commit sadhuninda? Because a third class devotee also cannot distinguish between Vaishnava and non-Vaishnava. But in the first class platform, it is not that he cannot distinguish, he does not distinguish. If he wants, he can descend to the second class platform and distinguish. But he does not distinguish, because he is above these things, you know, above these distinctions. He is just seeing everybody as a devotee. Hmm. Uh, And he considers himself the greatest non-devotee. So, this is, uh, it's not that he is naive, oh, these days everybody is a devotee, but no, he is, it is uh, in his ecstasy that he sees like that. 
and everything is everybody is serving krishna except me like bhaktivinoda thakur said asura sakala paila charana vinod thakilo bosi asura sakala paila charan vinod thakilo bosi that means uh, um, all the asuras have already attained krishna's lotus feet being killed by him but this bhaktivinoda is still in this material world uh, how much greater of an asura i am all those asuras are much better than me they have attained krishna what about what about me of course he is teaching us but at the same time he himself is feeling feeling like that uh, he is thinking asuras are better than him asuras are also delivered already but my i am still i am still here in the material world uh, how rascal i am so that is uttama vaishnavas you know the kanishta bhakta performs his devotional service at the stage of nama bhas whereas the madhyama vaishnava is actually qualified for the real holy name so here it is said that kanishta bhakta performs at the stage of, of nama bhas but he constantly goes back to nama prad constantly goes back to nama prad in fact he almost always is in the nama prad once we avoid the offenses and then we will be more and more established in nama bhas hmm. whereas the madhyama vaishnava is actually qualified for the real holy name and can understand and discern the various offenses in chanting the holy name the uttama adhikari is above committing offense as he sees krishna expanded everywhere vasudeva sarvamiti <coughs> it can be seen that it is important for the practitioner of bhakti whether kanishtha or madhyama bhakta to understand in his performance of sadhana his own position in devotional service according to his internal purity and one first of all one should know where i am standing by doing this one can avoid non devotees asatsanga and by this one can advance further therefore it is important that one become sorry one come to the position of madhyama bhakta one who is qualified to make these distinctions the typical activities of a real devotee of madhyama bhakta are to avoid sadhuninda and to take association of sadhus serve sadhus and give knowledge to the innocent Uh, jeevas while performing nam sankirtan being overcome with the material modes if one commits the offense of blasphemy against a devotee one should sincerely feel repentant and cry at the feet of that devotee for mercy and forgiveness the devotee who is by nature very merciful will forgive the offender haridas concluded according to your order o lord i have discussed the first offense this i offer to your lotus feet that person who like a bumblebee lingers at the lotus feet of haridas will receive the touchstone of the holy name as his life and soul this is bhaktivinoda thakur's last i mean verse in here in this chapter so next chapter is chapter 5 worshiping the demigods as independent of krishna this is we will do in the next episode uh now i'll take any questions that are there i think there are a lot of questions i guess but we are actually already quite late today um Hare Krishna Prabhuji while trying to take care of Krishna's paraphernalia or any laptop or camera which is essential in Krishna's service and someone damages it we shouldn't get angry at the time or how should we respond then being gentle no we should be upset we should be upset mm. so that's why it is not that a devotee i mean he is he is upset that you know uh, 
Krishna's paraphernalia, worship paraphernalia is misused. So, or or damaged. Of course, one should, what is a... Upset means not from the heart. I mean, see, the thing is, if somebody has damaged it, one should correct him. And then one should repair the thing and then use it back again. What, what we will get if we have anger? We'll get nothing. So our anger only should be to correct that person and make him understand that this is actually Krishna's worship uh, paraphernalia and therefore should not be should be handled carefully with that respect and after having educated him one should relinquish their anger immediately it is just a, a, a tactic employed but it's not the feeling that should one one should have towards that person or should not be frustrated that this was damaged hmm. because things happen I mean things happen so one should correct that um, mentality of the person which uh, blocks him from seeing that this is a paraphernalia of Krishna and make him realize that this is paraphernalia of Krishna and therefore it has to be taken care of and when we do that and that's it it has to be relinquished at that point and then one has to do what is necessary to repair the thing and go on with the service so that's how we should deal with that thing Next question. Virendra, oh, lot, uh, that has been a long time since he has come on our live streams. Welcome back. <laughs> what are the symptoms by which a devotee knows that whether he is in Nama Parad stage, Nama Bhas stage, or Shuddhanam stage, and what are the effects of each of the three stages on a devotee with respect to chanting Harinam and his? eventual progress in Krishna consciousness. When does a sadhak achieve Suddhanam stage and gets transformed into Shuddha Bhakta wherein he practices Raganuga Bhakti which is actually desired from a devotee to achieve Krishna Prem or love of Godhead? Kindly answer those. So, when, how does he understand? So, first thing, if he doesn't understand what stage he is in, then he is in Nama Prat stage <laughs> because he doesn't even know his whereabouts. So, a person who knows he he must know where he is that's why he said just now what is that you know therefore it is important that one come to the position of madhyama bhakta one who is qualified to make these distinctions so he madhyama bhakta will know what is nama prad stage what is nama bha stage what is shuddhanam stage where i am and where I need to go and whom, who are in which stage and whom I should associate with, whom, who is, whose association I should avoid and who I should give my association. So these things can be evaluated by at least a Madhyama Bhakta. If I, if I do not know which stage I am, then I am in uh, Kanishta Bhakta stage. Because he doesn't know his whereabouts, he doesn't know how to judge. So we should know where we are. So... Basically, we have to avoid these offences as much as possible and how it comes by the repeated chanting and praying to the Holy Name, praying to the spiritual master and having a good service attitude, uh, humble disposition and serving the sadhus. So, this is the proper um, uh, mindset one should approach this with. 
and then eventually he will understand so in the beginning we just have to chant uh, just like when a child is born he doesn't know how he came into existence and he, he doesn't know where where he came from and how he came into this world and he doesn't know what to do with life he doesn't know who he is and i mean he's completely in chaos i mean what to speak now even after 80 years old the person doesn't know who he is so at least i mean at least talking materially especially when he doesn't know who he is even at the stage of 80 but say for example as a as a as an infant he doesn't know where he is and who he is and how he should deal with others he will cry in the mid, in the middle of a bhagavad gita class he will cry loudly he doesn't know how to behave you know um he passes stool you know when in a meeting you know in in a, in a temple maybe he doesn't know how to behave you see and he vomits or you know he he puts his hand in the mouth and put everywhere he doesn't know no no you know <laughs> he doesn't even know how to behave he's like a wild animal almost um maybe like a pet animal a bit a bit, bit bit wild so <clears throat> as he grows then he gives him a little more maturity and then when he grows and he gets you know he becomes an adult then he understands how he actually came into the existence then he actually understands what is the meaning of father and mother although he always called his father and mother father and mother he never knew what father and mother means hmm. when he grows up then he understands everything how he has taken birth and so similarly in the beginning stages of bhakti we don't really know how to even evaluate ourselves how did we even come into this um you know we don't understand the intricacies of how this is working but if we take to the process hmm, we should understand at least the process and then by regular hearing we will come to understand how everything is working and um, one just has to keep on chanting keep on serving and everything in the association of devotees if one tries to stay aloof he will not krishna bhakta janma mula hoy sadhu sanga so and uh, what is that punar mukhya anga i always uh, forget that la- the second part of that was cc madhya 2283 कृष्ण प्रेम जन्मे तेहो पुनः मुख्य अंग द रूट कॉज ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस टू लॉर्ड कृष्णा इज एसोसिएशन विद एडवांस्ड डिवोटीज इवन व्हेन वन्स डोमिनेंट लव फॉर कृष्णा अवेकेंस एसोसिएशन विद द डिवोटीज इज स्टिल मोस्ट एसेंशियल सो वी हैव टू बी एन एसोसिएशन ऑफ डिवोटीज एंड चांट द होली नेम एंड एंगेज इन ऑल सॉर्ट्स ऑफ सर्विसेज अंडर देयर गाइडेंस फॉलो द इंस्ट्रक्शन दैट वे इवेंचुअली वी विल ग्रो uh divya mathi wonderful deep explanation with examples for each word prabhuji thank you so much hari krishna for the word alert you mentioned you should be alert or quick in engaging a new devotee in krishna consciousness if our promptness or alertness becomes too much for a beginner and they completely leave our association in fear of too much strictness then what should be done so engaging a devotee means not immediately strictness somebody walks through the door of the temple hey give up meditating what are you doing nonsense rascal <laughs> that's not how we that's not alertness <laughs> alertness means we should know of course in the beginning one may make mistakes you know um or even sometimes i mean you you talk something and then the person gets offended because of that and it never comes back i mean some things we can just cannot do anything about them but 
Alert means to engage them in Krishna's service means receive him nicely, make him feel nice, give him prasadam, you know, engage in classes and engage him in sitting in the classes and you know, give him, sell him a book, sell him a book, first thing, and then eventually guide him how to chant and you know, slowly, slowly. So, when I say alert in engaging him means, doesn't mean that you know, hey, why did you come without a beat bag in your hand? Take a beat bag. What nonsense you're doing, you know, not chanting. That's not that's not what I meant. <laughs> so but sometimes you know, for some people they who don't want to give up sense gratification, they will eventually sometimes drift away from the temple, taking thinking that it's too much for them to follow. So, can't do much about it, we have to maintain our standards and then they have to understand that this is a standard, they want to become a devotee. And there will be people who will take up and you see how Prabhupada dealt with people when you know he was in America and all these hippies were coming to him. How he gave his time and you know um, taught them, trained them in every single aspect of Krishna consciousness. So that that is what I mean. <coughs> but if it is um, too much strictness, um, sometimes you know it, it does happen, you know, but. I mean, we, we <laughs> it's not that you know we can control every single uh, situation, right? So, if we have to be strict, we have to be strict. Okay? It's like that Prabhupada, you know, in Japan, he was giving this lecture and then that my Indian man was offended because his guru was not given a chance to speak and uh, he did not uh, end up donating the premises to the devotees for a temple. Prabhupada said, it doesn't matter, we, will just, we, we can't allow this Mayavadis to speak. He was so strict with that. So, if it offends him, fine, you know, it doesn't matter. If it comes to a point where he is not willing to change, then we cannot change for him. We can be courteous, we can be pleasant, we can be all that, but he has to change. <laughs> if he eventually doesn't want to change and he, if he wants to impose his ideas, then one has to draw the line. See, this is the standard and we can't compromise on this because, you know, this is this is the reason this is the reason and yet we have to explain to him and if he still doesn't want to give up then you know then sorry we can't accommodate you here you find elsewhere <coughs> uh, why sanyas ashram is not prescribed for the age for everyone and there's no training there's no you know no brahmachari training no nothing so one may eventually fall down easily that's the reason why but with devotional service, one will get all these good qualities of even renunciation and everything. Then, yes, he can be given sannyas uh, for the stay, for the work of preaching. But of course, he should live up to that. You know, he should not fall back. You see, and there's high chance people can fall back in this kaliyuga, and that's why, in order to not disrespect, in order not to disrespect the sannyas ashram, therefore, it is not allowed in kaliyuga because people cannot maintain what they say; they cannot keep their promises. Hmm. Three types of gossips, wisdom bite. Really? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember doing this. Anyway. So Himanshu is asking Prabhu. Then they say Brahma fall and Brahma Vimohan Leela, but he was the first guru and our Sampradaya is first guru, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean he was teaching a lesson, na? If he see. If he did not do that Brahma, Brahma, I mean that if the Brahma Vimohan Leela did not happen, 
how would we know what krishna is capable of now there is a record that krishna can expand into his all his friends so we will get the lesson that you see so many lessons to be learned in one one leela one of the lessons is you see how krishna is so independent that we think we are very important oh if the cowherd boys think for example they are very important he can do away with them and he can be the cowherd boy himself he doesn't need us really he can do everything himself he doesn't need a brahma to create the universe if there is no qualified brahma he himself will become, will become brahma so in and the ultimate issue nobody nobody is uh, indispensable so that is one lesson next lesson i mean if we try to be too smart with krishna if we try to bewilder krishna he knows how to bewilder us krishna thought this was a krishna uh, the brahma thought this was a krishna vimohan leela and it turned out to be a brahma vimohan leela <laughs> he wanted to <laughs> confuse krishna but uh, he became confused so that is another lesson so we cannot try to test even such great and the other lesson is even such great person i mean the greatest person in the universe brahma cannot fathom the power of krishna that again establishes superiority of krishna so many things we can learn in one and also within that one uh, year that this happened krishna was because he expanded into all these cowherd boys and cows and calves the whole of vrindavan you know began to experience krishna so all the cowherd everybody their children were now krishna and they were actually the mothers were giving their breast milk to krishna instead of their own sons now so and he became the 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 calves became krishna became the calves so the cows also gave their milk to their own um, uh, calves who were krishna so krishna became all these personalities in vrindavan so there he expanded his uh, enjoyment while brahma was trying to trick him he tricked brahma and he gave this opportunity to give special mercy to all the residents of vrindavan and they were experiencing extra ecstasy because they were serving krishna now um so many things in one thing he did so they are assisting the lord in his pastimes and revealing to us these greatness these intricacies so that when we hear these things we give it, we become you know and living by the glory of krishna you see and we become happy by discussing these pastimes so for these reasons they act like that but you know if they are absolutely stupid idiots they will not be given the position of brahma or indra or anything like that no they are made to do like that so that you know it creates if if indra did not give the rain pour the rain then there will be no govardhan leela jay radha giridhari radha giridhari radhe so where we will stand this <laughs> so so there are many reasons why demigods sometimes do this um and he was already brahma vimohan leela again in dwarka he got vimohan again oh which brahma you are talking about are just few moments ago for him brahma few moments ago few years ago on earth he was already he already learned the position of krishna and he offered great prayers in the 10th canto 14th chapter please excuse me i am i am an offender you know please consider me the small um, baby you know um, so baby may kick the mother in the womb but the mother does not get angry so please don't get angry with me like that so he, he did all that but then again he got vimohan in the dwarka are wow, what how good is his memory how come he forgot in a few moments like that but it is all leela again to to facilitate krishna's 
greatness is him hmm to facilitate uh, the broadcasting of krishna's greatness so that that's how we should understand these things divya prabhuji could you explain third generation of shilpa devotees are they pure devotees no generation is pure devotees unless they actually put on all efforts to purely follow the pure instruction of prabhupad third generation or 100th generation or 1000th generation 10 millionth generation if we don't put any effort we cannot become how can we so oh, now, now i'm third generation i'm pure devotee hey, what nonsense we have to follow the instruction then we will become pure it can be possible in first generation second generation third generation 10 millionth generation also that's all it all depends on our following the instruction that's what really matters let's not be unnecessarily uh, distracted by other things real qualification of devotee for not falling down is to be steadfastly situated in following the instruction of the spiritual master and if he fails that he will fall down so that is the measure of a pure devotee nothing else Dhiradas bona fide guru does not fall down because he always pray to krishna but a so called guru can fall down even in mahabharata is mentioned in a verse guru rapi avaliptasya anyone who is supposed to be guru who, but who goes against the principle of vishnu bhakti cannot be accepted as guru if one has falsely accepted such a guru one should reject him 8.20.1 purport yes so गुरोरपि अवलिप्तस्य कार्यकार्यम अजानतः उत्पथ प्रतिपन्नस्य परित्यागो विधीयते महाभारत उद्योग पर्व 179 चैप्टर 25 वर्स श्री जीव गोस्वामी एज एडवाइज दैट सच अ यूजलेस गुरु अ फैमिली प्रीस्ट एक्टिंग एज गुरु शुड बी गिवन अप एंड प्रॉपर बोनाफाइड गुरु शुड बी एक्सेप्टेड एंड व्हाट इज दैट कार्यकारम कार्यकार्यम अजानतः ही डज नॉट नो व्हाट टू डू एंड व्हाट नॉट टू डू व्हाट गुरु इज उत्पथ प्रतिपन्न से परित्यागो विधि do you think that ritviks and iskon devotees who follow physical guru system will forget their philosophical differences as both belong to brahma madhva gaudiya vaishnava parampara considering themselves to be krishna conscious prabhupada anugas or followers of shri prabhupada if you forget this principle then you are not vaishnava we cannot we will never forget we will always remember that prabhupada what he said that he did not appoint any gurus he will be the guru huh? and he is guiding everybody and he is guiding not only through his books but also through his disciple exemplary disciples who are acting as shiksha gurus to the other devotees so he the vaishnava parampara is going on and if somebody is following physical guru system and everybody is falling there and they may say oh not everybody is falling well once one has disobeyed the spiritual master is considered fallen already hmm. there's no such thing as nobody has fallen 
no not everybody has fallen no one some people have grossly visibly fallen some people are subtly fallen but they're still going on as guru speaking all mayavad nonsense rubbish and others are conveying the idea that guru can be uh, you know you can fall down you know it doesn't matter um one has to you know maya you know kaliyuga that's why but it, it is a service we have to do for uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu because chaitanya mahaprabhu wanted this movement to f- spread far and wide and therefore there should be gurus doing this and as a service to chaitanya mahaprabhu we have to accept the role of guru and that is shiksha guru not disciples disciples means you have to be diksha guru you have to be absolutely otherwise what is the meaning of the uh, nectar of instruction verse 1 what is the meaning only one who has control his senses completely he can be guru and also he has to receive the order from his spiritual master prabhu said only when my guru maharaj ordered me then i became guru um, so order is definitely not there the order is that continue the ritual system so how can we forget this thing and no make a compromise no we will never make a compromise either they forget their thing and come back to the ritual system or if they choose not to forget then we will not forget we will continue as a parallel movement and let's see who will last challenge so that is our stand we will never forget we will only mix with them if they are uh, agreeable to follow the ritual system yes then we will we will you know associate with them we will serve them everything we want to respect them we want to respect all the sannyasis all the devotees there but if they are doing offense to shri prabhupada who is the greatest vaishnava then how can we intermingle with them how can we be friends with them so it is difficult it all depends if you are saying in the future how do you, how it will happen how do i know i am not the knower of the future so if they if they change then yes if they don't then we will go we will go about our way that's it rishwani is saying unless one is enlightened by the knowledge given by the spiritual master he cannot see things as they are even though he remains constantly with the spiritual master important point 1899 total very important point thank you for that so this is true so if even if one is con- because just now i mean that description oh if one is uh, near uttam uh, adhikari so in that context this was quoted very nice so i have shown that story many times in the classes how this balabhadra vatacharya even though vichetana mahaprabhu did not follow the instruction and how he became a fool so therefore we must be constantly with the instruction we should be proximate the proximity is should be with the instruction of the spiritual master not just the physical body which is not always possible anyway hmm. even if he is physically around right rishwan is saying deity or picture is considered to be non different hence can we be said to have physical association by being near shri prabhupada's murti or cannot yes of course but of course um the real thing is the instruction of course when we are with the murti we are with shri prabhupada non different when we follow the instruction then we will appreciate it even more just like krishna is always within the heart of everyone but a devotee appreciates his presence because he hears about him he follows the instruction and he sees the direct connection with krishna he feels it he feels krishna so similarly prabhupada is in his murti but we cannot feel him unless we have the absolute sense of servitude to him uh, 
so when we serve so service mentality service mentality is what is needed krishna is everywhere krishna is everywhere every single atom but are we seeing like that so the the reason why we don't see is because we don't have enough service attitude but if we have then we will see everything is related with krishna then everything becomes auspicious so called material things will become completely auspicious because everything reminds us of krishna everything is will be used by the such a devotee in krishna's service so it's it's in our consciousness how much we appreciate the fact that prabhupad is in his murti and prabhupad is in his instruction so once we appreciate it more and more once we, how to appreciate it then yeah i will i will appreciate prabhu no <laughs> we have to follow the such instruction we have to take it as life and soul hmm so then we will be acting exactly as what um you know like what prabhupada is with us physically there will be no difference if we follow the instruction and conversely if prabhupada is physically present and we don't follow his instruction what is the use of physical proximity with such a guru so ultimately we have to realize the presence of shri prabhupada in the murti and his instructions and always live by them then we will never be separated from shri prabhupada never virendra what do you feel about iskon devotees criticizing ritviks and vice versa are both of them not doing vaishnava aparad but criticizing each other as both are krishna conscious okay good question so we should know who is a vaishnava who is not that's so why you have to know what is sadhu what is not sadhu now they are trying to become krishna conscious hmm but in the process they are also offending the person who brought them to krishna consciousness shri prabhupada through his books through his through his system of temples and and the whole movement and everybody else in the movement is an instrument of shri prabhupada but there it is it's a little bit different there they are taking the worship and falling down and setting a very very low standard for a uttam adhikari for a guru so this is not uh, and it was not never authorized authorized by shri prabhupada so it is not simply oh krishna conscious both are krishna conscious how krishna conscious what is the standard of krishna consciousness that is being uh, what is that um, propagated there what is the standard see we should understand cc adi 12 you go and read the purport yourself but you know because it's already very late but you see i'll just go through these translations at first all of the followers of advaita acharya shared a single opinion but later they followed two different opinions as ordained by providence see there was two opinions some of the disciples strictly accepted the orders of the acharya and others deviated independently concocting their own opinions under the spell of daivi maya and now they're concocting even more in iskon women gurus and because of that there is now fighting there's now so much bickering and fighting in iskon right now within the upper echelon of iskon so i mean where this is all heading and that's exactly how gaudi mat gaudi mat disintegrated and then uh, the order of the spiritual master is the active principle in spiritual life anyone who disobeys the order of the spiritual master immediately becomes useless now is this aparad to those who devotees who have disobeyed no to call them useless no it is it is a scriptures word krishnadas kavraj goswami is saying and we have to live by that 
what is the order of the spiritual master hmm and who is the one useless and why is he useless what is the effect of such movement where it is heading now it looks big it looks mighty but it is bloated it is bloated um the principles are very weak now everything is disintegrating it's very unfortunate to see it's not that we are very happy to see iskon like that no not at all it's still a proper beloved movement he worked hard blood sweat and tears to build that and it has been disintegrated like that it's um, appalling it's, it's uh, it makes us angry to see it like that but what can we do staying there and they they are the ones who kicked us out anyway oh you are not followers you get out ostracized and so we will show um, anyway the real movement of shri prabhupad is when his instructions are followed to the letter and that's what we are trying to show and let's see the difference over time time will tell where everything will head you see so this is not everybody's vaishnava pradesh no we are showing by prabhupad's instructions hmm. there is no need to name these are pretenders like the asat sangha these are pretender gurus what gurus are they they know they are not they were never told by shri prabhupad to become gurus they all know them all know that every one of them none of them received any order huh but they cheat openly cheating this is this is not pretense and anybody who criticizes them we if we one uh, avoid association of him then he is also should be avoided so that is not sadhu ninda we are we don't want to offend them honestly if they change why we will not associate with them if they follow shri prabhupad why we will not associate with them we will we want to but they don't want they are adamant so we won't hmm the so the, in the 12th 12 11 there is no need to name those who are useless i mentioned them only to distinguish them from the useful devotees useful devotees useless devotees so a, a branch which is you know broken from a tree may still still look alive with all leaves on it flowers fruits and everything but it's only time it, it looks the same as the tree the branch that is joined to the tree hey broken branch uh, connected branch both same huh? all green leaves all fruits flowers everything is there what is the difference time will tell the difference one will become dry one will glow luxuriantly it's only a question of time so paddy is mixed with water, straw at first and then one must fan it to separate the pa- paddy from the straw so we cannot paddy and straw mixed together and stay in one association like that no paddy and straw must be separate one must fan it to separate so we will not uh, closely associate with these scorn devotees if they're going to continue what they're doing offending shri prabhupad i mean bringing about a whole disrepute to the entire movement by doing what they're doing right now so we want to follow shri prabhupada and that's it you can read the purpose of these verses by the way then you will understand again i think you are always asking these questions anyway you will never how many times i answer of you you still ask the same questions anyway for the others benefit i am answering <laughs> i don't know about you <laughs> virendra prabhu but others will might benefit 
so our demigod worshippers also non devotees and should have and should devotees devotees avoid their association yes they are also non devotees and their association should be avoided but one should give one's association with to them and educate them and not take their association should give their association uh, give our association to them and educate them that krishna is the supreme personality and how they all are great servants of krishna these devatas not that they are independent gods or demigods or you know demigods a demigod means they are under the order of god so they are not independent gods no so that education should be there rajeshwari mahar hari krishna prabhu dhanavad pranam jay shri prabhupad if someone shares confidentially about some other devotees because of their bitter experience with them if we hear to them to help them to overcome is that also considered as vaishnava ninda no if if somebody has grievances about some devotee um and if somebody hears suppose a senior devotee tells something which is not palatable to the devotee and if that devotee discloses to me saying that oh this devotee told me like that you know i felt very bad this that and if i hear out what they are saying if i can help that person understand the perspective that is not ninda but if i agree with that person and then you know do not help that person understand the significance of such a correction or something then that is ninda of course and if they don't talk how we will uh, you know educate them right so when they reveal their uh, this thing mind then we have to educate them but if they reveal and then we don't educate them and then we just hear that is ninda and uh, shrimad bhagavatam says 10.74.40 nindam bhagavatam shrinvas tatparasya janasyavam nindam bhagavata shrinvam tatparasya janasyavam tato napaiti yahasopi yatyadha shukrita chutaha anyone who fails to immediately leave the place where he hears criticism of the supreme lord or his faithful devotee will certainly fall down bereft of his pious credit 10.44.10 is another verse and of course 4.4.17 of course that's a more violent verse but karnao pithaya nirayad yadakalpa ishe dharma vitarya sranibhir nirbhirasya mane chindyat prasahya rushatim asatim prabhuschej ஜெஹ்வாசூன்பிசிபிள் <laughs> in today's uh, context but you know at least we can block our ears and go away but if we can um educate that person with argument and reasoning that is better next 
Virendra. When does a sadhak achieve Suddhanam stage and gets transformed into Suddha Bhakta wherein he practices Raghavanaga Bhakti by which a devotee achieves Krishna Prem or love of God? Am I right? Is it a question or a claim or what? You just answered the same question above. I mean, you just asked the same question. Anyway, uh, we have already discussed. You can watch and go and watch the first three version, first three episodes of this Harinam Chintamani series. And we have discussed what is Shuddhanam, what is Nama Bhas, what is Nama Parad, and what kind of a person is can chant Shuddhanam and all that. Um, first, start chanting properly and you know, associate with the right, right association of devotees. Eventually, everything will fall into place. Alright, I think I will stop it here. Thank you all very much for associating and uh, coming on. I'm sorry for the interruption. Few few days I could not do it. Uh, but we are back. So, Anantakoti Vaishnav Vrind Ki Jai, Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai, Bhaktivano Thakur Ki Jai, Haridas Thakur Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai, Nithai Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Bol, Hare Krishna.